The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Whoa. Uh-oh. If history is our guide, Hurricane Florence is going to be devastating. Wow. Not, not the history of hurricanes. No, no, oh, no and of course not. Not the science history of hurricanes. No. No, if the history of politics is our guide, Hurricane Florence is going to be devastating. Now, that may seem odd, but bear with me a moment. First of all, let me give you an update on Hurricane Florence let you know what's going on. The National Weather Service says uh, that Florence will be the storm of a lifetime for the Carolinas. Now, that's, of course, a big prediction, and storm of the lifetime is kind of a... It's a broad term. I mean, you know, it could be whatever. Lifetime, okay, so if you are... 25, this will be the biggest storm, according to them, in your lifetime. Okay, that's that's possible. You know, it's not crazy to think. It will likely make landfall midday Friday, uh, at least a Category 3. It could be higher. Okay. The center is going to hit the smack dab in the central coast of North Carolina, probably between Wilmington and Moorhead City area, right there. Of course, it'll affect the entire coast of Carolina, South Car- North Carolina and South Carolina, all the way up into Virginia, down into Georgia just a bit. Um, hundreds of miles of coast will be impacted significantly. The storm surges, they predict, will be north of Savannah, Charleston, South Carolina area, all the way up north of Hampton Roads and Virginia Beach area. Oh, I used to live there. Yeah, it's going to be huge. So the storm likely is going to be pretty rough. But I think it's going to be devastating just on the science of it. And some of that coming from Donald Trump. Okay. Because we're prepared, Chris. Are we? See, when you say we're prepared and you go big with it, you are opening yourself up for no, we're not. (laughs) You've got to, as a politician... Always leave yourself just a little, a little wiggle, wiggle room. room. If, a little if wiggle. You don't you're gonna? This is yes. what's making me go. Whoa, oh, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> this is if history is my guide. Not just Trump. Presidents past, governors, oh, yes, yes, senators, yes. and not just about hurricanes. Oh, when you do the mission accomplished landing, uh, George Bush. We are a decade plus later. We. <laughs> We've been there almost to debt. Mission accomplished. Got it. Nailed it. Ding. Nailed it. Ding. Okay, what are we going to do next? It. What amazing thing. What another thing can we accomplish? Now, I know the mission accomplished isn't exactly as no. they portrayed it, but no. still, you don't... You're, let me get to the point. President <laughs> Trump had a briefing yesterday <laughs> and uh, talked about Hurricane Florence. Uh, okay, we got all the information, mm-hmm. and here's what we have. Here we go. Listen. Safety of American people is my absolute highest priority. We are sparing no expense. Uh, We are totally prepared. We're ready. Uh, We're as ready as anybody's ever been. Oh, no. Hold it. uh, Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. We're sparing no expense. Now, that's a little buzz cliche phrase. You know, you just, ah, we're sparing no expense. You know, that doesn't mean you're necessary. Doesn't mean you're actually not sparing all expenses. Ah, we're sparing it. Getting it done. 
But uh, we as prepared, back that up just a little bit, as prepared as anybody has ever been. Mm-hmm. Oh, Donnie, this is going to be bad for you, buddy. <laughs> no, okay, here we go. Listen. We're as ready as anybody's ever been. Oh. And uh, it looks to me and it looks to all of a lot of very talented people that do this for a living like this is going to be a storm that's going to be a very large one, far larger than we've seen in perhaps decades. Oh, come on, Don. It's going to be. That also makes me think it's not going to be all that devastating. It's not going to be all that devastating. Yep. Just because we had the largest turnout at the inauguration ever. (laughs) And you got the left out there going, well, here's the inauguration. Here's a picture. Look at it. We got aerial footage. You could clearly see people all the way back to here with Obama, but not to here with Trump. Oh, it's good. It'll be the most tremendous, beautifully large storm ever. Everything's got to be the extreme. It's got to be the most. beautiful. Right. <laughs> even even when it comes to storms while he's president, well, it's going to be the Doc. biggest, the he's, biggest ever. On. It's going to be the worst, the most tremendously big. Here we go. Large one, far larger than we've seen in perhaps decades. Uh, things can change, but we doubt they will at this stage. Uh-huh. It's a pretty late stage. We doubt they're going to be very, very far off course. The places that are in the way and in the most jeopardy would be Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, that area. And again, they haven't seen anything like what's coming at us in uh, 25, 30 years. Maybe ever. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. Wait, 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 you gotta rewind that. Back that up a couple seconds. What, What got you? The wet? It's tremendously wet. Uh, will, will it bring a lot of water, flooding, water, rain, a surge, yes, storm surge? Yes. And what is water? It is it's wet. Tremendously wet. Not just wet. It's tremendously wet. Oh my gosh, I love this man just even more right now. This, Chris, this storm is so big. It's so tremendously How big large is it? that the water is going to be wetter. Wow. Not I, just it, this is not just water. This no. is not just wet. No. This is tremendously wet. Tremendously wet. Yeah, it's this not is, your average wetness. This is a whole wetness. new category. Right, right. It's not your average wetness. No. no. It's not even like extreme, extreme wet. wet. It is tremendously wet. Wow. It's just right there, boom. I so wish we had that storm. You got mildly wet, wet. intermediate kind of wet. wet. Then you just got wet. Yes. Right there. Then you've got uh really wet. Yes. And you had a tremendously wet it's That's off way the chart. up there. It's, off it's, the it's, the, it's, as, it's as wet as you can be. It's as wet as you can be. Okay. That is the top rung for wetness. It is a category five wetness. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I just. This is great. There we go. Good. Listen. Maybe ever. It's tremendously big and tremendously wet. <laughs> Tremendous amounts of water. What? Hey, from what happened in Puerto Rico, how do we apply? Okay, hold, hold on, a, hold on a second. Um, okay, if he had said a tremendous amount of rain and water coming, okay, got it. It's tremendously wet, tremendously water. So they ask him about Puerto Rico now. Now, by the way, did you ever talk to your relatives? Because um, I know almost three thousand people yeah. died. Uh, when the hurricanes mm-hmm. hit uh, last year, did you ever talk to them about the amount of water and the type of water? No, I did not. And I'm kind of upset that I didn't. Was it really wet water? I have no idea. I'm going to have to ask him again. 
So you're just ignorant. You I, I was very ignorant okay. about. Maybe get yes. on that. I'm just. I wonder if we could drop a chart or get like uh, all the way back to Katrina, maybe even. Mm. You know what level of wetness was Katrina, and then all the others. Okay, here we go. Well, I think Puerto Rico was uh, incredibly successful. Uh, Puerto Rico was actually our toughest one of all because it's an island, so you just you can't truck things onto it. Everything's by boat. Uh, we moved a hospital into Puerto Rico, a tremendous uh, military hospital in the form of a ship. You know that? Tremendous. Uh, and I actually think, and the governor has been very nice, and if you ask the governor, he'll tell you what a great job. Uh, I hold, think probably... Hold it, hold it. He, there, a slight breach of etiquette for Trump. Yes. There was a slight breach of etiquette. Yes. He said the governor has been very uh, kind or kind, nice. Yeah. Kind, yeah. Um, he didn't pause and say how much the governor likes him. Yes. Which he really should have done. That's a breach of Trump that etiquette. Is. That is not Trump. He's been tremendously kind. He likes me a lot. Uh, Right? That's that's a missed opportunity, really. Yes, yes, yes. I'm starting to wonder if he is actually losing his mental faculties. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because that's That's not the Trump I know. That is... You the Trump I know would have taken a moment to let the world know how much the governor likes him, him, even if the governor really doesn't like him. Yes. He had the odd opportunity, didn't take it. I'm starting Mm. to wonder if he's slipping here a little more. Uh, And I actually think, and the governor's been very nice, and if you ask the governor, he'll tell you what a great job. Uh, I think probably the hardest one we had by far was Puerto Rico because of the... He pulled his punch there. If you ask the governor, he'll tell you what a great job. He didn't finish the sentence. The finished sentence is, what a great job I've I've done. done. He didn't say, why didn't he say it? Oh, no. He's slipping, Chris. He is slipping. Okay, back that up. Listen, he didn't finish it. I didn't want to believe you, but... It's been very nice, and if you ask the governor, he'll tell you what a great job. Uh, I think probably... (laughs) Right? Wow. He didn't say how much the governor likes him, or he's doing a great job. Where was that? Now, he did make this entire thing about himself. It was about 30, 40 seconds on Hurricane Florence, and then about... Two, three minutes on himself and what a great job he's done in the past. He just didn't use those same terms. So I don't know if people have coached him, which scares me a little too. Yeah. Or if he's losing his mental faculty. So here we go. Listen. The hardest one we had by far was Puerto Rico because of the island nature. And I actually think uh, it was one of the best jobs that's ever been done with respect to what this is all about. Puerto- <laughs> ever. It's ever been done. Puerto Rico got hit not with one hurricane, but with two. And the problem with Puerto Rico is their electric grid and their electric uh, generating plant was dead before the storms ever hit. It was in very bad shape. It was in bankruptcy. Uh, Had no money. It was largely, you know, it was largely closed. And when the storm hit, they had no electricity essentially before the storm. And when the storm hit, that took it out entirely. Uh, the job that FEMA and law enforcement and everybody did working along with the governor in Puerto Rico, I think, was tremendous. I think that Puerto Rico was an incredible, unsung success. Uh, Texas, we have been given eight pluses. Hold, 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 back that up just a little. Okay, so he made it about himself, but then shared the stage share the, with share all the, the other wealth. people. He shared the wealth. So, Chris... He's losing it. I think it's time. He needs to give it up. Unless you can show me that Donnie Trump Jr. Yeah. Or the other one are launching Eric. some sort of Trump survival kits for sale. Mm. I think he's I think this is an indicator. Mm. I think 
you know, coming on the heels of the book Fear mm-hmm. and also what the New York Times wrote, mm. you know, they may be on to something here. Okay, he brought mm. it back and mentioned Texas then. In Puerto Rico, I think, was tremendous. I think that Puerto Rico was an incredible, incredible. unsung success. Uh, Texas, we have been given A-pluses for. Uh, Florida, <laughs> we've been given A-pluses for. Hold on, hold on. I, didn't know they, I didn't know we gave out grades for how... They do. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. What is it like? No more scale, A to F. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And he's uh, Texas mm-hmm. A pluses, not just one. No, across the board, across A plus in every so category. Even the German judge. Yes, even the East German judge. Oh that's wow! Right. He gave him and uh, he gave him a ten okay. point. Oh, you know, it's oh, the highest yeah. and an A plus. Wow! He's just so impressed. So he gave him A pluses across the board. Across the board, which in total equal A an pluses. A pluses, right? Yes. Uh, with the asterisk, also a ten. Yes. Now, that's for Texas, and that's for Florida. Yes. Both of those, but that's not Puerto Rico. No. Puerto Rico, it's even higher. Higher than it's A+. It's the best that's ever been done. That's what he said. It's tremendous. It's the best job anybody's ever done. So he gets a T across the board. T for tremendous. For tremendous. I don't know what the official symbol is. Okay. It, it, I think T would be appropriate. Yes. It's, um, I don't even, th- you know what, Chris? I don't even think you can do that. No? I think you put it into a category of, by, itself? by itself. Absolutely. So Puerto Just Rico, stand alone right there. Yeah. And what were those two hurricanes that came through? Maria and... La Pinta? No, no, no. That no. was Chris. Those... Harvey. Oh, Harvey was in Texas. Mm. That was it. But anyways, <laughs> when they came through, those categories by themselves. Like we say Katrina now Yo. to represent one of the worst, right? Louisiana. Boom. FEMA, whatever this is, Puerto Rico or Maria. And there it is. Right up there by itself. Mm-hmm. So A plus across the board. By the way, this show, mm-hmm. A plus across the board. Oh, I mean, from my performance, oh, y'all, okay. I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to address that at this moment. But That's um, in fact. I'm going to go ahead and say category by itself. Tremendous. Tremendous. This tremendous. is the best job anybody's ever done in mm. a situation like this. Mm. What with being an island in that. Yes. I mean, it is the best anyone's ever done. Yes. That's a, according to all of the ratings that I have gathered. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what everybody else has gathered, but to but me, what you have. it is, yeah. A plus across the board. Okay. And then its own category. Tremendous. I think yeah. that's the only word you, tremendous. Yeah. A little bit more now. Here we Florida, we've been given A-pluses for. A-pluses. I think in a certain way, the best job we did was Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. but nobody would understand that. I mean, that's it's mm-hmm. harder to understand. It was a very hard, very hard thing to do. Oh, I see. He's grading on the curve. Uh, oh, it's a curve grid. I hate well, when professors do that. Y- well, you're, you're t- he's taking into account the difficulty level. For example... Let's say I go out and perform an ice skating routine in the okay. Olympics or something like okay. this, and I don't do any of the difficult moves. Oh, like the... And the yet they go, oh my or... gosh, it was flawless, but I didn't do any difficult yeah. moves. Mm-mm. Meanwhile, you do a routine that is all difficult moves, and, and you're almost perfect, but a little thing. Mm-hmm. Who should be rated higher? You, you did all these difficult moves, difficult and you came moves. close yes. to perfect. I yes. was perfect on a really simple routine. So the routine was very, very difficult, oh. given the island nature in that. And, you know, people wouldn't understand that. No. So no, you no, may no, look no, at no. it and go, wow, 3,000 people died. It took a year to get all the power back up, mm-hmm. but you don't understand how difficult it's it was. It's very difficult, yes. Right. See, somebody else had done that. They wouldn't have power for centuries. Oh, back to the dark ages. Uh, probably two, 300 years. Wow. And every single person would have died. Wow. In fact, they would have imported more people and they would have died too. That That's well. how bad. Mm. In fact, it would have been in- uh, uninhabited for mm. maybe those centuries. So that's what a great job he did. I think... In a word, mm-hmm. tremendous. <laughs>
Okay. Tremendous. So. That's good. That's good. All right. I think uh, I think you did good work here today. You did great work. Thank you. Tremendous I did tre- was work. It tremendous I'm sorry. Work? I'm sorry. I'll take that back. You Ooh. did tremendous work today. What I think it's important to note here is how much Chris likes me. I think that uh, Chris knows what a great job I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a great fondness for me. Yes. Uh, likes me quite a bit. Yes. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank yeah. you for recognizing that. Hey, if you get a chance, go to usewaxrx.com and pick up a WaxRx system. It's a system you should be using to clean out your ears. Valuable lesson that I learned just a couple of weeks ago. You did. You... I'm still not doing it enough. Nope. Well, I am now, but yes. I wasn't doing it enough. Before you were doing it, what, once a month? Every couple of weeks, probably something yeah. like and that. And now you upped it up to uh, every other day. Every other, oh wow! Oh, it's got you got to do it that often. I mean, wow. I'm using this earpiece, and I mean, you can't tell. I mean, every if you put anything in, you're gonna have you know a little film here and there, just a little. Yeah. It's just natural. Your ears constantly yeah, shed it's just the, pushing stuff out. It, yeah, and it's not just the wax. It's actually like uh, ear hair mm-hmm. and skin and stuff inside your ear. That stuff flakes off just mm-hmm. like the outside, yep. and it pushes it out. I had no idea. I was like, oh, the ear earpiece, my IFB is all busted. No. I need a new one, Chris. Chris, I need a new I one. I need a new one. I don't know why these things are breaking. Uh, Doc, uh, clean your ears out more often. <laughs> okay, great. You know, you do a commercial for an earwax system. You already have it. It's in-house. It works great. It works great. Let's do a little bit more. Yes. This is the equivalent of Chris goes, I bought Ridgie Zone. I'm not losing. It doesn't losing. work. Uh, you got to use it, Chris. Oh, okay. So that's an important lesson of all the products here. Yes. Buy them, but also use them. Yes. UseWaxRx is the website. UseWaxRx.com. Don't forget to use the promo code radio and you'll get it shipped to your door for free. Did you have something to add? You look like you had something to add. Oh, no. Oh, okay. UseWaxRx.com. It's not sugar-coated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. A a group of D.C. residents are taking it to Trump. They don't like Trump, and they are going to hold him accountable. They're going to do everything they Uh, can. I'm tired of this, Doc. No, no. Hang on a second. If you, as much as I know, there's been a conspiracy. To push him out. uh, Right. And a lot of people that have gone crazy. There are people that do not like his policies, and they're going to do everything they can. And I I applaud that. That's fine. You can protest, right? You get sick of some of this stuff. Yes. But real legitimate protesters and people who are basing their protests on things they disagree with the president on, their concerns. Okay. I think they've been kind of lost in this because of all the crazy people. Oh, okay. Okay. The normal people out there that are saying, hey... We're holding the president accountable and we don't agree. I'm fine with that. That's good. And that's what you have here. Some some residents of D.C. um, that are going to exercise their rights in a different way to make their point with President Trump. Something very impactful. Something I think all of us recognize should be at the forefront of protests. And what they're doing is they're trying to take his liquor license away for his new Trump hotel. I'm sorry? You know, the hotel that he opened right about time? Yes. Uh, They're going after his liquor license. What's the matter? That's not going to do any. That's actually going to make you guys worse because you you have liquor to kind of like you know fall back to when you get. Oh, all they're depressed. not going to his hotel anyways. No, they're going to other places to drink. But so his hotel right in there. They're saying we're going to go ahead and make sure we're going to pull his liquor license, and then it'll be harder to him to do business at that hotel, no, Chris. No, no, no. Mm. So they complained to the city's liquor board 
that and you okay well you can't just say we no. gotta pull your license yes you have give me you have a reason. some violations yes. right yes. well <clears throat> a lot of liquor license a lot of professional licenses whether it's a barber, attorney, whatever, doctors, they usually have some stipulation. It's kind of a blanket catch-all where they can go after you, even if you didn't do anything else specifically wrong. And they say you must be a person of good character. And this liquor license even has a good character clause. Oh, really? So you have to be a good character. Like if, you're, uh, if you become a real estate agent, most of the time they'll say, okay, you have to meet, depending upon the state, um, so many hours of school apprenticeship you have to do all these different things oh yeah and you have to be a person of good moral character okay which is a little subjective it is so they're making the point that he's not of good moral character that he fails that requirement and therefore he should not be allowed to serve alcohol in the city how about that right so they presented a litany of examples to the city's alcohol beverage control board Comprised of examples of what they believe to represent his lack of good character. All kinds of things. They uh, presented uh, all of the stuff you see in the news. Uh, Cohen, Stormy Daniels, uh, uh, Grabber by the Hoo-Ha. Presented all of those. Said these are examples. So the liquor board is expected to make an announcement today. Um on whether it will recommend a review to the Attorney General, who, by the way, is already suing Trump on non-related issues involving the hotel. Okay. Because they've gone after other things on the hotel. Now, had he not run or become president, they would be going, Donald Trump, please, you know, build more hotels and things in the city, and they would be loving them some Donnie Trump. But now that he's president, we got to get Evil. that hotel out of here. This mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. So they're going after him other things, hotel. But now the others are going go after that liquor license. And as uh, Attorney Joshua Levy said, he said the president is not above the law. Mm-hmm. Chris, when it comes to liquor license, the president is not above the law. Mm-hmm. He said there is no excuse or exception even for the president of the United States. Says uh, he and his businesses have shown a pattern of dishonesty. He said the control board has cited character flaws to deny liquor license in the past. Therefore, they must go after Trump. They've even cited examples of uh, people who are denied liquor license, including applicants who have lied to investigators, misrepresented their findings or had run ins with the law in the past. He said, but while it sought to revoke licenses for violations such as serving underage customers, running the taps after hours, shoddy record keeping, he said they have to go after Trump for the moral basis. Wow. What that means is uh, they didn't have him for any of these other things. Yes. So we got to go after (laughs) him. We got to go after something. We cannot prove that he served underage people. We have no, no complaints of that. No, no. Uh, we no. cannot compl- uh, have any uh, proof that he served alcohol after the hours that no. you're designated no. to serve. I can't prove any of that no. stuff. And but their, their record keeping, fine. Say magnifique. Flawless. It's perfect. Wonderful. Yes. So it's tremendous record keeping, actually. <laughs> so what a uh, 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 character, character, moral flaws. Mm, here we go. Mm, mm. And we've used that in the past. So mm-hmm. how about that, Chris? Right? Yeah. You're with them. You stand with these people. I stand people. with them, yes. Yeah. What an impotent and weak display. This is Trump derangement syndrome. This is you will do anything to take him down because you disagree. Is this, is this where you want to win? 
If this, is this how you want your victory? Is this, this it? This is like saying, you know what? I want to beat the best tennis player in the world. Okay. To be the best. You know what? Okay. Serena Williams, arguably one of the best, right? I want to beat that Serena Williams Good. at checkers. No, I'm going to beat you, her. But you want to be in tennis. Yes, I beat the best tennis player in the world okay, so you're at checkers. Play te- no, 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 no. You have I beat to- her, Chris. No, but you have to play check. I mean, you have to play tennis, not checkers. I mean, as long as I beat her, it's all that matters here. But right? then you will not be counted as the best tennis player. Look at player. me. I'm tremendous. This is what it's weak. You beat what's it, what's this going to do? It's not going to do anything to no. him. It is a minor annoyance. Yes. In the grand scheme, do you think he wakes up going, and that liquor license trouble is just Damn driving it. me. It's mm. tremendous. I can't take it anymore. I may have to resign. I may invoke the 25th Amendment myself. Right? I can't take it anymore because of liquor. No. There's nothing to do with it. He's worried a little more about uh, Russia, uh, the midterms, uh, North Korea, all of it. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Instead of punching a total stranger this morning, punch these numbers into your phone. 888-900-3393. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. It's what I learned today. Please follow at Doc Thompson Show and at Real Chris Cruz. Uh, by the way, in the next, <clears throat> I don't know, let's say week, couple days, I got something really cool about social media to share. Cool. Really cool. Remember for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, I've been saying we need some sort of social media platform. Mm-hmm. We got to go do our own thing. And now more than ever, with shadow banning and Twitter and Facebook, it's, oh my gosh, we have, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're being denied. The, the statistics I have uncovered about Facebook denying conservatives and reweighted. Now, we've shared some of them on the program, right? We've told mm-hmm. you about how they're targeting conservatives and libertarians. It is far worse than you realize. Some of the statistics are if a conservative shows a video online, Mm -hmm. if you post something online of a conservative nature, it reaches under 5% of your followers Mm. that they, that it is limited is filtered to 5% of your followers. Mm. Do you see the significance there? It's not only not making it out of your sphere where you're going to grow and other people share it reaches just 5%. In your mind, you're going, well, great. I have you know 1,000 people following me. Great. 1,000 people will see this really cool thing. No, only 5%. <clears throat> right. It's far worse than we had imagined. But I've been working on a plan for a new social media platform. I finally said, this is it. We got to do this thing. And it can't be conservative mm. because then it's going to become an echo chamber. Yeah. You know. And although you may want new information on something new, you know, your sphere of influence, the conservatives around you. So great. Hey, did you see this thing? We all found out about it, right? Great. We may have found out anyways. We also have to bring more people into the store. We have to educate the youths for tomorrow. Otherwise, what's going to happen is, yeah, great. We've got a great conservative or libertarian social media platform. Mm -hmm. And... 
50 million, 100 million Americans sign up because they're all conservative. Mm-hmm. And then a year down the road, it'll be less than that and two years less. And eventually it's just going to die off unless you're bringing new people into the store and educating people. So we can't build a conservative Facebook. No. It has to be Facebook that stops denying conservatives. Yes. That it can- equal to all. Right. A true equal. And on the Doc Thompson platform, which is coming that I'm working on. Whoops, I've said too much. Cat out of the bag. That will not happen. It will be First Amendment across the board. I don't care what you say. Unfollow or follow. Done. Mm -hmm. That's what we really want. Mm -hmm. This is such a tremendously big idea. You will be blown away by it. Honestly. (laughs) And this is not a pie in the sky. Well, it may get. No. This is. This is on, mm. but I'll have that hopefully within the next week or so. Anyways, get some tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, Dum Dum saying it's been 35 minutes into the show and no mention of the anniversary of the torpedoing of the arms, Lakodia by the German U-boat in 1942. I don't know if I can listen anymore. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How dare you? That's two days in a row. I was planning on getting to it in the last segment. Oh, at the exact time? With the exact time minus whatever number of minutes and hours Mm. that they actually did it, because I don't have that information. But I figured it'd be closer, Mm. you know, to it, whatever. But mention that again. Uh, Dum Dum saying it's been 36 minutes now Mm. into the show and no mention of the anniversary of the torpedoing of the Arms Lakodia by the German U-boat in 1942. I don't know if I can listen anymore. I uh, I texted my 16-year-old son about that last night. You did? I did, and I said uh, I was not born yet. Oh. But here's what I likely would have been doing at that, this that, moment, the, day, the before. day before, right before that, that night and the, the morning before, of what I was probably what I probably would have been doing. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, my mom was only uh, like a year old, mm. but um, you know, had I been alive, this is likely what I would have mm-hmm. been doing, something mm-hmm. like that. So it was it was a powerful moment mm. for us. But thank mm. you for holding me accountable. Yes, yes. Uh, Spucking Bronat saying uh, Doc Thompson A plus, Chris Cruz C plus, Kirk B. Sarah, A minus, Dylan, B, Mordecai, Z's, Z's, Z's. <laughs> See, it's, a, it's at the end of the alphabet, yeah. but and it's low-rated, and it's like he's, he's sleeping, sleeping, which he's, yes. he's I don't even know where he's, I think he's I sleeping now. Yes. All right, uh, I got to tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. Field of Greens is such a great product. It's a great product because it's an opportunity to forget all those vegetables in your life if you're busy or you just don't like vegetables. Kids don't like vegetables? Mix it into a smoothie, boom. I mean, hey, kids, you want the smoothie? Oh, Cubby cannot get enough of the smoothies. We can't drive this smoothie. Good. Why? Because the smoothies we first got him were all sugar. <laughs> oh, sugar, 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 right. sugar, sugar. And he's like, oh, it's a healthy smoothie. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but if you make them yourself, and you can do that pretty easy, mix in some Field of Greens. It is a full serving in every scoop of your daily fruits and vegetables. It's wonderful. And a lot of smoothies, people will put kale and stuff in anyways. And you can't taste it. That's a standard. A lot of them will be kale or spinach or something. They're great. But this way, you don't have to worry about having that spinach and fresh stuff on hand every time. Yet you get the real vegetables. It's not a you know just some sort of extract or something. It's just done in a kind of a dehydrated uh, uh, powdered form. You mix it with the liquid, you're good to go. It doesn't have to be a smoothie. You can mix it with anything, but it works great. It's an opportunity for you to get all those vegetables and nutrients that you know you need to eat and live right. It's uh, BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. Just look for Field of Greens. Again, BrickHouseDoc.com. Evangelist Elvita King joins us now. How are you? 
Hello, I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Great to speak with you. Um, she is, of course, the director of uh, civil rights for the unborn for priests and, of course, the uh, niece of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And recently you were at the White House for the prayer week. Was that the, at the White House? Well, it wasn't exactly the prayer week, but there were, I had two visits, one on August 1st and then one just a few days ago with Christian evangelicals. Uh, the president was kind of greeting us and updating us. And it, uh, so on both visits, it, they both kind of made the news and they were very good visits. Yeah, good visits. What, was the, what were you focusing on during those visits? Well, August 1st, we were dealing with prison reform and I was there with, I was there with, 18 of us, I think, all together, pretty much in the African-American community, but we had representatives from the Caucasian community and the Latino community as well, uh, men and women of God who are working uh, in the spiritual uh, positions, like pastors and leaders, evangelists like myself. But we are, all of us have constituents, or in the case of the pastors, church members, who have people who have been touched by incarceration. Some of the members themselves are members of families. So uh, we were there talking with the president, uh, commending him for his concern and his work in the area of prison reform and what more could be done. With the evangelicals, the president updated us to his uh, executive order, which unmuzzled the mouths of the church, uh, the pastors who want to teach the Bible, about, say, abortion is not good and marriage between a man and a woman should happen and uh, why we shouldn't be killing each other. Uh, If you don't work, you don't eat, that kind of a thing. And so he did an executive order which uh, will alleviate some of those tax penalties Mm. that churches Mm -hmm. have when they teach the truth. So he was updating us, and we were, of course, thanking him for his concern and his hard work. President Trump, a lot of people don't know it, but he's kept many of his campaign promises, almost all of them, and he's going far beyond those promises now, doing more and more for America. He's hated on every side. Uh, Republicans wanted him out. Democrats wanted him out. (laughs) It's, It's just crazy, but he just went in to do a job, and he's doing that job. You know, prison reform is an unlikely... Um, issue for a lot of people on the right. It's not something that is, they've tra- traditionally been very passionate about. I'm one of the exceptions to that. I think prisons are despicable. And if you're somebody that is more on the right that believes in freedom and humanity and treating people well, then even those criminals, we need to make sure while they are incarcerated for either reform or punishment or to protect society, they still should be treated humanely. And inside prisons, it is like a post-apocalyptic movie. It's like Mad Max in the Thunderdome. It's despicable what happens in prisons. And we, as a people, if we're going to say we are infringing your rights by incarcerating you, we're, we're taking you in as a ward of the state, then we are also taking responsibility for your safety. And prisons should be safe. Well, one, prisons should definitely be safe. And uh, not necessarily comfortable in that no. uh, you, you're so, so pampered that you don't realize that you're being, uh, uh, some of the things you shouldn't have done are being addressed. But on the other side as well, now I am a conservative, of course, 
but I believe in fairness and jubilee. So there are many prisoners who are incarcerated for nonviolent offenses, and they were artificially engineered in that. For example, marijuana used to be legal a long time ago, even cocaine and all that, and then marijuana became a misdemeanor in order to fill up the jails uh, in the at the in the at the end of the 20th century uh, on up until now, they changed a lot of the laws and made marijuana a felony and locked up a lot of people mm-hmm. that should not have been locked up. And then some weren't even users, but they knew somebody who was using or something like that. And they were incarcerated for conspiracy. Yep. So you've got these nonviolent crimes, uh, supposedly crimes, but now marijuana is being legalized. So you've got people serving 30, 40, 50 years for felonious um, marijuana issues. And now abortion, I mean, not abortion, Lord Jesus. And now (laughs) marijuana is is, uh, uh, becoming legal again. So it's just a big confusion and a big mess. So we are working to uh, alleviate some of that, bring some of the people home. I was in a prison with my goddaughter recently in Mississippi, and we were ministering to a male prison population. My goddaughter is Angela Stanton King, and she's a former felon. Uh, she was involved in some criminal activity that uh, nonviolent but still wrong, and she had her baby chained to a bed while wow. in the prison. And one day she called me and she says, well, Everybody wants to help the immigrant children and not separate them from their parents. And I agree. She said, but prison separates mothers and fathers from their children, too. And so she she asked the question, we were there, how many of you men who are here incarcerated are fathers? Almost every man, if not every man in that wow. raised his hand. And there were grandfathers and great-grandfathers in prison. So the children are suffering. The family is broken when mom and dad are off in jail. Something has to happen with all this. So we're not saying crime is okay and just let everybody do what they want. But if you engineer some activities and make them felonies so that you can make more money in your privatized jails, I think that's a crime too. Absolutely. And I don't, I'm not saying go soft on prison or crime. Don't get me wrong. When I say prison shouldn't, you know, should be safe, I don't mean like you agreed that it should be comfortable, that it should be pampered by any means. There should be work and there should be things that are required of you. But you should not have to worry about somebody assaulting you, whether that's a a sexual assault or other. I mean, that should not, it's subhuman. Prisons have become subhuman. Treat people well and have a high standard. It's almost like we would think of, of, of maybe raising a child. Children, we give more privileges as they get older because we know they're more responsible. And that's even for their safety. You're teaching them. So you wouldn't allow, you know, a a two-year-old to walk across the road or something or drive a car. You wouldn't allow that. But as you get older and you become more responsible and you know that they're likely going to be safe, you give them more and more. And I think that's how you have to look at prisons. In all fairness, in some of the prisons now, especially even when I was down there, because I've been in prison reform since the 80s, I've been working uh, with that issue and, and justice and even jubilee and liberty and all that kind of thing. But they, there are some prisoners who every other weekend get to go home. Uh, some of them, there's some proposals about getting out and being trained uh, for 
work on the outside and, and going to training facilities during the day and coming back and that kind of thing. And I do support all of that. Hey, how can people find out more about you? com and Civil Rights. For the All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and post that. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks so much for all you do. Thank you. Have, Have a great a day. Alvita King. And uh, it's alvitaking.com as well. She, she does great work. And it's, it's so sad that she is one of the few from Martin Luther King Jr.'s family who is willing to even be on the right where religion is concerned. Yeah. The guy was a minister. Mm-hmm. And they just have just bought into this... Um, collective salvation nonsense, the um, uh, Jeremiah Wright direction of stuff. It's, it's horrible, but good for her. There are, there are so many misconceptions about Christianity and Christians, even from Christians. Chris sent me a couple of uh, screen grabs last night. Mm, did you read them? I did, and it's amazing. Petty. It is, and I, I actually... From both sides? Yes. Okay, all and right, I, good, I, I good, wanted to, good. in so many ways, when I saw these, they, they kind of triggered me. And I was like, oh, I just want to go off on them. And <laughs> Which then, is why I sent it to you, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, you're trying to trigger me there. And then I realized, it's like, no, wait a minute. Mm. There's, this is amazing. There's so many incredible little twists to just the, this Twitter exchange, or text exchange. Do we know, are these legit? These are... This seems so far... <laughs> To be legit from this account. Okay. So far that and, we know. And where you grabbed him from, is that the person who that had is, this exchange? Yes. That okay. is the person that uh, that did send the text okay, message. I had between. some questions about yes. that. Tell you what, I'm going to get a break in, and then I'm going to come back and share these with you, and then we'll uh, tweet them out so you could see as well. So many amazing teachable moments, not just about Christianity, certainly about Christianity, but just how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. So many wonderful little angles. Coming up next on The Morning Blaze. You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. 888-900-3393. The iTarget Pro System is going to make you a better shot. The, the reality is you've got to protect yourself. This is Period. the reality. Period. Right. The Supreme Court has ruled it is not the police's job to no. protect you. Did you and know that? No, I did not, I did oh, not know yeah. that, but also surprising because Glenn also, you know, schooled me and said, first responder, you are the first responder. Right, you are because you, you are, are there. You are there. You know who's always there when uh, when somebody is victimized? The victim. Yes. Unless it's, hey, yes. I stole from you while you were away. Okay. Which you're not going to you know, shoot somebody because you weren't there anyway. No. But when, when you are assaulted or your family, they're there. They're always there. They're there and the criminal is there. Yep. Done. Supreme Court's ruled that, guess what? We don't, you cannot sue the police department because nope. they failed to protect you even when they had the opportunity to not like oh well you didn't arrive in time of course that's kind of ridiculous yes. you know, stuff. but when it was a true breakdown and they failed to protect you you can't sue them <clears throat> it's your responsibility we have got to protect ourselves and how do you do that well there's a lot of ways but one of them is with firearms and 
in your if you're ever in that situation where you're the first responder, it goes down. Mm-hmm. You could have gone to the range many many times. You could dry fire many many times. Heck, you could practice with iTarget Pro many yeah. times. And guess what happens? The adrenaline rushes and you miss. Mm-hmm. The key is you've got to practice more and more. In, in other situations, like Chris said, when he went through different trainings, mm-hmm. they had you run and then stop. And stop, the dog go. Stop, right. Go. Oh, oh, you're running. Oh, no. Again, burpees. Oh, shoot. So you're you're disoriented. You, you're not going to be optimum. Hold it right there, Mr. Criminal. No, no. Come five feet closer. There we I'm go. used to 50 feet. And now hold it. Let me get my hands and my feet set. No, it doesn't Front happen Front backside, Go. Practice over and over. It's not enough for you to simply buy a gun and assume you have those skilled skills. Get the iTarget Pro system and practice at home and places where you actually frequent, where you're going to be able to protect your family, and you'll be able to practice over and over in those situations, mm-hmm. right? Running, jumping, whatever, with your handgun. Yep. The iTarget Pro system uses a uh, an app, a proprietary app that you put on your phone. It fits into your phone right there. Perfect. Downloaded. Uh, for its caliber specific and then it works with that caliber specific laser it's a laser target system and it's only 89 dollars. you should actually buy a couple of them mm-hmm. you know so you can practice with other people mm-hmm. at your house use the promo code doc and you'll get 10 percent off your order it's itargetpro.com now one of my frustrations being a christian <clears throat> over the years is that christians get blasted because people don't understand christianity yep And they often get targeted and blasted and criticized from people who also don't understand Christianity. Yep. Sometimes those people who are not Christians do not understand Christianity, but still understand it better than the Christians that are spouting off what Christianity is. Because we have this better than thou attitude in America. Mm -hmm. This better than you where, well, I would never do that. Yeah, but you did this, 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 and this, but I would never do that. We love to do that. Social media is filled with I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. And it's filled with other people saying, how dare you do this and that. The truth is you shouldn't be doing any of it as a Christian, but we all as Christians know that we are going to sin. And the left, the non-Christians, the atheists cannot understand this seeming contradiction. As a Christian and many other religions, you have a goal. Christianity, aside from salvation, mm-hmm. you have a goal, goals, and a roadmap <clears throat> where you set out every day to be perfect as your Lord and Savior would want you to be. Be Christ like, be flawless. But none of us are flawless. Except Christ. Mm -hmm. And we recognize that, which is really frustrating for for a lot of us (laughs) to say that's our goal. But no, we're going to fail. That sucks every day to say that. But that's the struggle. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be perfect. I screwed that up. And you don't say, well, I screwed it up because of this, this and this. No, you say, I screwed that up and I'm going to keep trying to do better. That's really, really difficult for a lot of our human emotions and needs to be. I say that because, and who is it that tweeted us? Did they tweet it out? They tweeted it out. Yeah, they just put it out there. Yeah. Who's the the person? Do we know? Uh, No, I don't know the person. Okay, random person. And Chris covers. Um, It's a series of text messages. This person is obviously gay. And they put, 
Hi. Oh, what was the heading that they put out? They put, uh, when, when your Christian family won't RSVP to your uh, gay wedding. To your gay wedding. Mm-hmm. It says, hi, Aunt Diane. I haven't received your RSVP yet, so I just wanted to know if you or Uncle Keith are going to make it in, make it to the rehearsal dinner and wedding slash reception. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously the family member yes. has an issue with their homosexuality. Yes. And this is a, a difficult one for a lot of us. Yes. Would you go to a gay wedding? Would you support a gay mm-hmm. wedding? It's your BFF, your daughter, your son, your whatever. Would you go to a gay wedding if you don't support homosexuality or gay marriage mm-hmm. how do you handle this you want to support them and love them what do you do as christian love your fellow man love one another if i have loved you how do you judge without being judgmental how do you act as a christian without saying i'm going to judge you for something because that's god's responsibility well their exchange lays out some of the flaws from both sides and i think there's a real teachable moment those coming up next on the morning blaze the morning blaze sorry we didn't mean to offend you actually yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Collision of Common Sense and Comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Okay, so let me lay this out for you. A apparent homosexual man puts out a couple of tweets, uh, excuse me, tweets out a couple of text exchanges, screen grabs, that he had with an aunt of his about attending his gay wedding. Yes. And the... These, again, were screen grabs, so these were pictures. But the message was when your family will not attend your gay wedding. When your Christian family won't RSVP to your gay wedding. And his point being that there, you'll see, um, I guess the overall point is a bit of hypocrisy he's trying to make. Okay. He writes or texted, hi, Aunt Diane, I haven't received your RSVP yet, so I just wanted to know if you or Uncle Keith are going to make it to the rehearsal dinner and wedding slash reception. She responds, uh, I'm sorry I'm late. Keith cracked ribs and we've been preoccupied. I love you very much. But as a Christian, we won't be able to celebrate this occasion. Please know you have always been extra special to me and always will be. You are in, you are daily in my prayers. How would you respond to uh, somebody that you love, that you just love so much? And yet they're homosexual and you're a Christian and don't feel comfortable going to their wedding. First of all, do you go to the wedding? There's a whole debate. How Mm -hmm. do you handle that? We'll get to that in a minute. But if you've decided you're not going to go based on your Christian values and you're not trying to insult them, you're not trying to judge them or preach, how do you handle it? I think she nailed it. I, I I give her a nine. I don't know what else she could have said so you're right. I, maybe there's something nine. Yes, maybe she could have softened it a little bit more little with bit another more. and said, I'm mm-hmm. not judging you or something. But you're yeah. right, Chris. I'll give it a nine. I'll give her a nine. She wrote, I love you very much. As Christians, we won't be able to celebrate this occasion. 
Please know you've always been extra special to me and always will be. You're daily in my prayers. Now, maybe he misunderstood the daily prayers that that was being condescending or something. Oh, trying to pray the gay out of him. Right. Folks, if you're not a Christian, if you're not religious, if you're gay, whatever, prayers for Christians in most religions, that's, that's something good. It's like I'm meditation. Not, I'm not praying the gay away. No. I am. I want so much for you mm-hmm. that I'm praying for you, that I'm trying to get as much good for you as possible. It's like an honor. It absolutely it's is. you honoring that person. <clears throat> there it is. So he responds in such a bizarre way. Okay. Hi, Aunt Diane. Thank you for responding and not being cowardly like others in my mom and dad's family. Okay. A little triggered already. Passive aggressive, right? Very. Okay. And he writes, it's unfortunate you decided to act on your, in quotations, Christian values on my wedding day and didn't act on them when you had an abortion in Tennessee. Whoa. Come on, That escalated pretty quick. That went from zero to 100 in two words. He writes, it's amazing how selective your Christian values decide to be. He closes with, I thought you were the one person in the family who would love your neighbor as yourself and judge not that ye be judged, that ye shall not be judged. But I guess maybe you're using those values today. Or you're not using those values today. Okay, so many fails here. Dude, you're going off on her on something you don't believe or, or don't understand. Don't understand. You don't understand. And probably don't believe. And don't believe. <clears throat> if you want her to respect you for your homotype sexual lifestyle and accept it, then you've got to accept her for her Christian lifestyle and beliefs. The world is filled with this right now. America is filled with this. You people are filled with hate. How dare you hate? I'm going to go ahead and say represent reprehensible things and hate you. But I'm going to do that while calling out your hate. The double standard is crazy. You're not even willing to, in many cases, understand what somebody else is saying and doing. They're doing not off the cuff. Most of what we do is because we believe in something, wrong or right. You can be the most empty vessel when it comes to beliefs and spirituality, or doing right, doing wrong, political, any of this stuff. And yet what you're doing still is based on your beliefs. You could spend every day lying on a couch in your parents' basement playing video games. No other care in the world other than the next hot pocket you're going to eat. That's it. And yet you still have a certain right from wrong moral code maybe within that video game. How dare they do that? You don't do that when you're playing this game. You did this, right? There's an etiquette that you did not follow. And by the way, when I went up to get my Hot Pockets, somebody ate the last Philadelphia uh, uh, cheesesteak Hot Pocket and didn't buy any more. And now I'm left only with the, uh, the Italian. And everybody knows the Philly is better, right? There's a certain morality to this stuff. Even they have it. And what's it based on? Their beliefs, their own personal little hurt feelings that's what we all do so if you're out there pissed off at trump or somebody on the left or somebody on the right how dare they do this 
They're doing it because of something that they feel, something that they have, right or wrong. And if you care about human beings and humanity as Christians, or you're out there preaching against the hate of those people that love Trump, you're ignoring the humanity of everybody that you're blasting, that somewhere in there, there's a little person that is saying, I'm driven to do this because of something that I value, right or wrong. You don't care about their feelings. Now, I'm not talking about feel that something does that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as you go through your day, don't you want people to have a fine day? Do you enjoy if you're going through the day, go, oh my gosh, look at all that suffering. Look at those people who are suffering. Most of us do not. I would think outside of John Wayne Gacy, people like that, that you probably don't enjoy suffering. Probably don't like seeing it. So you want to see people do well. Well, why aren't you taking that into consideration when somebody's out there triggered? Even those dingbat Antifa people. Many, some are getting paid and shipped in, but many of them are triggered because they see fascism on the other side. Well, holy S word, I want to fight fascism too. I just don't want to be a communist and do it because I'm also fighting communism. It's the Louis C.K. thing. He did a stand-up bit where he walks out and goes, so about abortion. (laughs) And he, he lays out the both sides. But to his credit, he actually lays out what we pro-life people feel and understand. And he's progressive. He goes, think about this, people on the left that are pro-abortion. The people on the right that are anti-abortion believe that in that building where abortions are happening, they're killing children. Ah! (laughs) If you understand that, whether you agree with it's children or just a fetus, right? We believe they're killing children. You got to see their point. They have a point. So while you may, you may be debating, oh, you're stupid. It's this clump of cells and you're denying science and whatever. Okay, fine. Can you at least understand? I am so passionate about this because there's a building that it's legal to kill children. Remember, you're out there separating children from people. I see that. But in the ultimate, because you're killing them. Right? That's what we believe. So with this, you have to understand. Your aunt doesn't want to come to your gay wedding. She said she loved you. She said, you've always been special to me. You always will be. And I'm going to always have you in my prayers. I love you. She's not saying, fag. Die, fag. She's not the Westboro Baptist Church. Not doing any of that stuff. She's saying, obviously, this was not an easy decision. I had to make it. I love you. I'll do whatever I can for you. But I just can't be there for that. And she probably, she probably also prayed for that decision, for guidance on how to deal with it. Right, that. exactly. Which we all have to make. Yes. I will tell you my way of dealing with something like this and how I would handle this. I've never been approached about attending a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. But if I was, um, I'll tell you how I would handle it. Okay. And how I would handle it is different from how you would handle it. Of course. Paul said, work out your own salvation. You yes. have to decide what's right for you. And by the way, if you believe in your heart of hearts, if the Holy Spirit, the voice of God is speaking to your conscience, telling you do or do not do something, and it is that pronounced, 
and I come along because it's telling me something different for me, and I convince you to follow my way, I'm guilty of leading you astray. And the same thing. Work out your own salvation, what's right for you. If someone approached me, and I've thought about this before, we had this discussion, if I found out Autumn was a man, yes, that's Chris's fiance, I would not attend the ceremony. Because that is a, a religious service yeah. to me. Yes. It's, uh, Even if it's not done in a religious setting, setting is with still, a religious piece, to me, that's, that's it, right? Yes. Okay. Because that's the, the union. Yes. That is the covenant. Man, woman, God. Man, man, God's not working. Woman, woman, God's not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sheep, man, tree, God. Nope, no, it's not working. Got yep. it. So I wouldn't go. But I would likely go to the, the reception. reception if you were that close to me. Yes. To show my support. That may seem like I'm threading the needle. And I am. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's copping out. No. Because would you go to a wedding of an atheist? <clears throat> Man, woman, getting married by justice of peace, and they go to the reception. I'll bet all kinds of people would. Of course. I'll bet even if they're not atheists, it's not a religious ceremony, would you go? Sure. So... God wasn't a part of their ceremony officially. Maybe they're atheists, not. A, would, you go to, would you go to a Jewish ceremony? Wicked. Would you go to the reception? A lot of people would say, well, I may go to a, um, how about Muslim? Very close. Muslims are primarily pretty conservative. They take it a little far, burqas, throwing people off of roofs, right? But they are conservative in, in their values. They lean more that way, even some traditional patriarchal societies, stuff like this. But they are. So would you go? Right? Great friend, Cal. Cal's getting married. I love Cal. Cal's awesome. Cal's one of our BFFs. Cal would do anything for me. I know that. I not so much for him. But he would definitely do it. He loves me. He thinks I'm <laughs> tremendous. So I would go. Would you feel comfortable going to a Muslim church or a service mm-hmm. or a mosque. Jewish mosque with? Would you go to a uh, Sikh, mm-hmm. whatever? So you go, I don't know if I feel comfortable. What's, it's not my religion. I don't want to bow a knee to, you know, another God. Another God. That's not. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Maybe I just don't go to that, but I'll go to the. So I kind of look at it like that. Plus, if the food's good. Of course, I'm <clears> in. You know, what? who's catering? Where is this going to be? <laughs> so I have figured that piece out for myself, mm-hmm. that I can go and support you, something like this. Would you go to a homosexual couple's house? Would you have dinner with mm. them? You see? Yeah. yeah. They're married. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. They're, you're going to their house, mm-hmm. but you didn't go to their wedding? Would she invite, would the aunt invite this gay couple over to her house for Christmas, or just a dinner, mm. whatever? Probably. Of course. So now you have a married couple acting as a married couple, legally in America, a married couple, mm-hmm. and you're having them over your house? Hey, Christian, if you're going to take it to the point of you're not, I wash my hands of your ceremony and reception altogether. Yeah, you come hang out at my house as a married couple. <clears throat> if they stayed a long weekend at your house, would they stay in the same bedroom? do you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. unless you are going to go ahead full extreme christian and denounce all of it Mm -hmm. man oh man that's gonna be a very difficult life for you and if it's your kids how are you going to do this have you thought about that you getting you pregnant 
I thought about that. You're pregnant right now? Great. Do you have kids right now? Okay. <laughs> what happens when they grow up and go, Mom, Dad, I'm fabulous. Or, Mom, Dad, I'm going to play safe softball professionally. <clears throat> what are you going to do? You're going to cut them out of your life and never see them again? <laughs> you got some hard decisions to make when it comes to this. I've made these decisions that said, love the person, not their actions. Yep. Which the Bible tells us that. Ta-da. If we were loving each other based exclusively on our actions, there'd be no love going around Mm. because we all sin. We all do wrong. And one of the failures the Christian church has made, oh my golly, Christian churches love to tell you how homosexuality is a greater sin. They will say this sometimes specifically that. Yes. And almost across the board, they will tell you it is the greater sin in a roundabout way. By always mentioning it every dang week at church, it's, well, homosexuality, the gays. They love to talk about this. And why? Because a lot of people are disgusted at the Mm -hmm. thought. That's what it comes down to. Your homosexuality and boop, they go right to that image, right? That's it. It's not a greater sin. It's a sin. One of the continuing sins with homosexuality is the denial that it's a sin and then you continue to engage in the act. Being homosexual, being gay, having those desires is not a sin. Guess what? I have a desire every day to murder somebody. I have a desire just about every day. I could just get that knife and just run them right through. You SOB, get out of the left lane. Mm-hmm. Those little thoughts, those little things pop up. But I don't act on them and they're not real. It's fleeting. We all get frustrated. Uh, just about every day you're like, oh my gosh, look at her. Mm-hmm. Right? That's... Mm-hmm. We have those. That's natural. It's being human. It's part of who we are. It's the continuing to let that linger. The coveting of it. It's not the bing that it pops in your head. I have fantasies about robbing banks and stealing from people. Uh, <clears throat> I've driven. I'm like, okay, here we go. I could just do this and rob that. And you break I call into that this house. person and oop, <clears throat> nailed it. Right. It. It's the coveting of, yes. which is a sin, and then the acting on it. So, I think the, the, the aunt got it primarily right. Yes. But we don't know the rest of it. If she's, yes. if she's not handling it right the rest yes. of the way, she's wrong. This guy got it wrong because you're now challenging her on her abortion. Yes. You're being an ass. Are you loving her? She was at least loving you in that text message back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. pray for you. I love you. I'm sorry. Are you understanding her Christianity while demanding that she understand your homosexuality? No. And you have to dredge up something that is probably painful. Now, if she's out there going, abortions are fabulous, everyone needs to have one, and you know what? There was nothing wrong with my abortion. Then she's wrong to continue to deny something that is wrong. Yes. If she found this a painful decision, Mm. making the wrong decision... And since then has been like, I shouldn't have done this. Abortion is wrong. This is horrible. I sinned. Yep. I shouldn't. Whatever. Then she has stopped sinning with regard to that. Yes. But if you say, I'm getting married and every night, hoi, 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 you're continuing to do something that is a sin. But you're going to call her out on her one-time abortion, assuming that she has since yes. then um, repented for it. You're not repenting for your homosexuality. You're still doing it. Ta-da. 
I just find this fascinating and that you would be so triggered. You're asking her to love you regardless of something that she holds supremely dear. Mm-hmm. And yet you're unwilling to treat her well. You're triggered because somebody you love has upset you. She's called you out on something that she believes, not even telling you, you need to stop doing that. Not trying to convert him no. from this exchange nope. we had. Nope. I find this exchange so simple with so many little angles to it and fascinating. This is a life lesson out there. 100%. If you're Christian and you haven't put all these things in order and you're not treating people well, you are failing. If you as a parent have not thought, what's going to happen if they come to me? I thought my oldest son, when he was in utero, I was like, okay. What happens if he comes out and eventually tells me everything I don't want to hear? If he's out there, out there, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I love you. (laughs) How am I going to deal with this? In fact, I think I would find that more troubling than I'm fabulous. (laughs) Dad, I'm part of the Liberace Review that's touring America. I'm fabulous. (laughs) Quick break back in a minute with more. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson by the way when when we start preaching about that stuff this is not a me preaching to you this is not a i've got this all figured out no 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 no, this is crap is taking me forever to figure out what little pieces i do have and you know what about 20 seconds ago, I already failed all of those things. We just did. We literally just did. Just failed. <clears throat> just failed. When we it comes just to stuff. failed. This is a constant struggle. Christianity, while you're alive, while you're alive, is not a destination. I mean, obviously, the ultimate destination is salvation. Yes. You know, the afterlife. Got it. But while we're alive, while we're going through this, it's a journey. Knowing that I'm not going to today get it all figured out. Boom, act flawlessly, and then for the rest of my life, hey, I'm perfect until I die. It's not going to happen. I will fail again in seconds. So I don't say that all preachy. This is kind of a, hey, maybe you could share some of your thoughts and help mm-hmm. me out. Maybe i help you out and figure this yes. stuff out, give you some, some food for thought, because these are difficult. It's, it's almost like learn from my mistakes, because I constantly am as well. Lori D. Jackal uh, tweets, we all know what you have fantasies about at Doc Thompson's show. And it's a gif of someone picking up a piece of pizza. My golly, do I love pizza. Son of a biscuit eater. I love it. To the point of gluttony. Yeah. To the point of gluttony. Mm. So good. If Chris and I had pizza here today. Done. I would likely try to cheat him out of some pizza. Oh, yeah. And you would be successful at it, too. <clears throat> so there's, there's a failure. While she's joking, it's also true. And then Chris and I had a fail during the break. <laughs> we see this little blurb, something we both saw yesterday, obviously. Yep. 
And a little blurs on the uh, television. We have a bunch of TV monitors in here, monitor in case there's breaking news. And we see a blurb of the story about the biggest gold nugget in history being found. Yes. Weighing 198 pounds, worth 2.6 million dollars. And Chris, when I saw this blurb last night, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. saw largest gold nugget in mm-hmm. a picture. I instantly scanned the story because it wasn't in the headline of the story I saw. Oh, okay. What was I looking for? Uh, the location. They're dead. Why? To go get some to more. To go get some more. <laughs> By the way, out of what? Where was it? Uh, Australia. And I went... Yeah, crap. I'm not I'll going to more money. Today. Yeah. And by the way, out of those 198 pounds of stone, <clears throat> 143 of that pounds is gold. I hate him so much. 143 pounds of the 198 pounds is gold. Think about that. Chris, I don't have to find 198 pounds. No! Six pound. A pound. Shoot. No, I want six. Four ounces, an ounce. Just get me there. <laughs> Just get me somewhere. I found two cents last night. Picked them up. Really? Yeah, picked up two pennies. Got it. Threw it in the jug. This quarter has been under me the oh. entire show. I didn't see that. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Okay. So anyway, um, no, this is what we struggled. But I instantly went. Where was that? Australia, mm. dang it. Because mm. it was within a couple, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. a hundred mile radius. Chris and I'd be out there this weekend. Oh, <laughs> and Jeffy, me, you and Jeffy. Damn it, Jeffy would be. <laughs> I know. guarantee if Jeffy saw that story, he went, where is it? Where, yep. Does everybody do, do that? Kirk, if you saw the story, oh, it's not Kirk, it's, it's Zelda. Zelda. Today. Yeah. Zelda, if you saw the story, would you look at the story first of all? If you saw the headline, would you likely click on it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you immediately look to see where? Would that be your first question? Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe we maybe we'd all do this then. Wait a minute. If it's this within was... a two hundred mile radius, I'm going. Okay, good. I'm glad it's not you. I thought it was me. Good, good. We're not the only one. Because if this had, this had been, where was the location? In the Snyder's yard next door. We're done. Oh my gosh. I would have called in a bomb threat to the entire neighborhood. <laughs> the Snyders are gone. Start digging. The morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi there, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to The Morning Blaze. When you have some time, there's another show that I think you should check out. It's the Glenn Beck Program. I think you're really going to like it. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcasts. If you hear yourself saying, feels pretty good to see somebody rub their nose in it, you may be addicted to outrage. We've expressed our outrage at everyone and everything that is different. Every thumbs up is like a dopamine surge and every retweet is a serotonin hit. In my new book, Addicted to Outrage, we bring clarity to this addiction. If enough of us can just drop our anger and outrage, we might just stand a chance to heal ourselves. Addicted to Outrage by Glenn Beck. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash addicted to outrage. collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Just when you thought, or just when I thought, I had made every possible observation, or at least significant observations about pizza, I have another one. And I'll show that coming up. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's actually, I think, it, I think I'm on to something here. Okay. Hey, next Monday is Constitution Day. Always been a little frustration of mine that Constitution Day is not recognized more significantly in America. I didn't even know about Constitution Day until I became an adult, so there was clearly a failure in yeah. the Ohio school systems. It is uh, September 17th. September 17, 1787, members of Congress signed the U.S. Constitution, which, of course, guaranteed a protection of our personal freedoms from the government. And each September, we celebrate that day, or we should be on September 17th. Patriot Mobile certainly does. They have a great deal for you right now. $17.87 for a month of service. It's an amazing deal. They already have cheap uh, uh, prices when it comes to text, talk, and data packages. But this is just $17.87. Such a great deal. And, of course, they have great deals on phones and paying off past of, um, bills from old providers when you're switching over. Just call them today and find out the deals and what they can do for you. I am confident in saying you are going to save a significant amount of money. <clears throat> Not just a little bit, a significant amount. And if you're like, well, what about coverage? Done, it's over, it's perfect, it's great. You have no fear there. Customer service is going to be better. They value you. Unlike um, like, uh, AT&T. Mm. AT&T, they send me stuff in the mail every month. Sometimes multiple things. They have offered me up to four, $350 to switch. Little card. And nice. I won't do it because when I did have to use them in Detroit for my cable service, because I had no other option at home. They screwed you? They screwed me out of $150, which was clearly their fault, documented that I presented to them six different ways. And still that $150, they were willing to say F you on $150, but now you're going to offer me $350 to switch over? Sorry, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. I want to deal with people who value me when I say, hey, you guys screw this up. That's Patriot Mobile. Yes. They care, and you know they're out there fighting for your rights today. So sign up for a Patriot Mobile account. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash doc. That's PatriotMobile.com slash doc, or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. <laughs> Celebrity Chef Patrick talks business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. So Lori D tweeted out that little gif of somebody taking a slice of pizza. I looked at it and I was like, it looks like a pretty good uh, quality pie there. Hard to tell, but I'm kind of getting it from the crust angle. And I realized something. That I've had, number one, a lot of bad pizza. The standard chain stuff is just not good. But, okay. When I do get really good pizza now, In most of the places I go, I go, oh, they have good pizza. Let's go. Almost all of the good pizza I get now, and maybe it's just here in Texas or Arkansas, is uh, brick oven or coal-fired pizza. No, there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. It's really good pizza. But there are other good styles of pizza that are not brick oven. And I know that's become the... The pizza connoisseurs that have opened these restaurants that, I mean, listen, I would be willing to bet 30 years ago, you didn't get any good pizza in Texas, right? That's a probably not very few. Mm -hmm. So the people that have started those have started those as let's go purist, right? Brick oven, hot, hot heat. It cooks in six minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Wood fired. Yeah. Yeah. The wood fired. It's that thin crust, whatever. And it's awesome. But back in the Midwest, and even parts of the Northeast, you had your traditional thin slice, mm-hmm. like the New York slice, some of this, you know, uh, wood fired type thing. And then you had Chicago, which is deep dish. But in the middle, you had these middle thickness pizzas that there's some really good stuff. We don't see those anymore. 
Uh, no, I mean, it basically, it was what, uh, is a Pizza Hut or Domino's would call their hand-tossed crust? Yeah. It's kind of right in between. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you just don't see that. Is that, do you think, because people went that traditionalist route, the kind of food snobby uh, chefs Yeah, I mean, everybody went trendy. to this what, a Neapolitan-style pizza, yeah. where they where it's, the, it's more of a thin crust, very, uh, very crispy. Neapolitan um, style, that's mm-hmm. it, you're right. Mm-hmm. There, Growing up in um, Northeast Ohio, there were, just about every other city you went to, there was going to be... You know, at least a, a pretty good pizza that was that like hand tossed up, and you don't see a lot of those. No, you don't. I mean, I, I am kind of partial to that really thin New York crust, uh, and if you eat it just like it is, you mm-hmm. know, they always have the pie sitting out there. You yeah. can see it, and then they throw it back in the the bread oven, the the brick ovens. It's not the wood fired ones, but the yeah. brick ovens, and they they put it on that you know five or six hundred degree surface, and it gets really crispy. I like that. That only takes. Do you ever notice that only takes like it's like okay, throw that in there. Um, so yeah, the napkin. Okay, let me take that back out. Mm-hmm. It's like four seconds in the oven, and then you, it's like, I can't eat it. It's so hot. It's Well, like Neapolitan-style pizza, actually, if your oven is 800 degrees like it should be in a wood-fired oven, it only takes about two minutes to cook a pizza. It's actually less than two minutes. Wow. 800. Now, are you a pizza connoisseur like this? Uh, I'll eat a slice if this is a slice. <laughs> All right. I just found that interesting when I saw that. It made me want some of that. Uh, it made you know, me hungry to see that cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, let's get to uh, some other headlines that's going on. Uh, 2,300 Americans hospitalized by pizza in 2017. So, so Including some who, well, there's many different angles. That's kind of a misnomer. I, you know, hospitalized by pizza is kind of not the, the correct term for this. It's not like they left it out overnight and 2,300 people. Botulism or something. Yeah, I mean, these are all injuries while either, most of them, injuries while trying to uh, uh, cut pizza. Okay, I see that. from the oven. Okay, I see that. And then people falling in and or out of pizza places while carrying a pizza (laughs) box or not carrying a pizza box. Okay, that's not the pizza's fault. That's the alcohol talking. But the funnier ones are the ones that got injured falling out of bed reaching for pizza. Is that a significant number? It is actually. Uh, you know, th- it is. It doesn't tell the exact number. These are all oh, estimates. Oh, bless but your heart, Chef Matt. And how we're saying that is just a testament to how fat this country really is. No, if you can't get up to take the one step to get pizza <clears throat> when you're laying in bed because it's just out of arm's reach, you have to try anyway and fall out and be injured. That's that's a ridiculous statement about the. This. I'm going to go ahead and admit something here. I have been fall out of bed while I reach for you. pizza hungry. I hate you. I was I have ready. Been there. You looked at. I did not. I have know, been. I was just writing I that. I did not. I was thinking of when I lived in Loveland, Ohio. There was a little pizza place around the corner called Mio's. It was a little chain around Cincinnati. And not traditional pizza. Um, and not good leftover. But fresh. It was pretty good and it was close. And there was a couple of months while my then fiance was getting ready to move to join me in Ohio where I was in this big empty house that I just bought by myself <laughs> working two jobs and I would come home so tired that often, I mean, this was a huge house, right? We were preparing for a family and I would just lie in bed in the evening. I would go right right to my room. It was a huge room too. And just lie there with the pizza next to me. And uh, uh, yeah, but At least it wasn't out of reach. I mean... Well, and I have eaten pizza in bed. I remember there was a day, it was like, it was getting, coming to the weekend. My wife was, well, fiance at the time was getting ready to come for a visit because we were just a couple of weeks, months away from being married. And I had done this routine for about a week on end. And I was like, holy crap, there's like eight pizza boxes in this bedroom and napkins and 
Coke bottles. and the, I mean, just <laughs> off to the side of the corner, I was like, I'm this close to being a hoarder. I know how hoarding starts. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I've, and that's what I was thinking. So I don't think I stole your little angle with this or whatever. Uh, I would say, no, this shows, yeah. this shows what America has it's become. About, yes. We have become That is the, the American dream. I can, I can <laughs> injure myself while lying in bed eating pizza. Good for you. That's the America well, I want to live in. There are a lot that were injured walking into pizza parlors <clears throat> or falling or slipping inside that, that that you have to discount those that could have been anywhere and if mm. you're if you're clumsy enough to trip over the doormat walking in you just need a handler okay yeah i'll give you that yeah well i would say this um some of those people i can excuse away uh getting injured walking in because i have the same reaction when i walk into a pizza place that i have <laughs> when i'm walking into a casino <laughs> For me, it's ice cream. Giddy, you giddy euphoria, and I'm I'm walking too fast, and I can't get my money out of my pocket fast enough. I'm like we're going in the place, yet while trying to contain that, so I don't look as ridiculous as yes. I know I am, and I could see you stumbling over. The other people likely getting injured, they're stoned. You got the munchies, you're going that's in, true. out, that's you're true. drunk. So that's yeah. like what it is. That makes sense. <laughs> Headline. This is the strangest thing, Patrick. You have to you have to do this. We have to get this done. New York City's newest viral food is the $75 smoked watermelon ham. Yep. Chris, you're thinking to yourself, it's a $75 smoked ham with watermelon in the title. I mean, they use watermelon as some mm-hmm. sort of uh, uh Base? outside sauce, yeah, sauce or, or whatever. No. It is a smoked watermelon. Ham is not a part of this. So there's no ham. No, look at this. It looks like a roast. It looks like a roast beef. Oh. Now, mm-hmm. how is it? What? How do they get what that? You, I don't even know. It takes a week to make this, <clears throat> literally. So they, they, they actually take a watermelon. They cut the skin off. They cure it for four to six days. <laughs> then it's dried for, for two days. And then it's smoked for eight hours. And then it's seared in a pan before it's served. Actually, seared like you would sear a steak. That's so gross. <laughs> well, you know when you, you ever get you I ever don't get think watermelon that tastes kind of meaty anyway. You know, right. it's got a kind of so a dense is the texture. texture if I if I were to bite into this, forget the flavor, I, just by the texture, mm-hmm. am I going? Oh, I'm eating meat. I'll bet the outside you would say without the flavor, you would say yes. This is very meat like because it's been <clears throat> it's been dried and cured, and it kind of gets a. I don't know. Have you ever had it where it gets meaty when you yeah. pre-slice the watermelon, leave Absolutely. it in the fridge, and it gets kind of and not meaty? It's kind of denser, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, this, and this place is in it's in the East Village. Actually, I know where it is on 12th Street. So uh, many questions Ducks, about this. Ducks Eatery, and they actually and is is the flavor? It's mm-hmm. obviously sweet from the watermelon. Mm-hmm. So, right. and I, you know, a lot of meat you get is sweet, and then you got the smoked with it, right? Yep, and they they only do two a night. This is a six hundred square foot restaurant, and they're very well known for uh, using alternative plant uh, plants as to seem like proteins. Okay, he's very good at that. But they can only do two a night because it's so labor intensive, and there's so little room in their kitchen that they're sold out. I believe through November right now. Wow, I I I've got to try this. Yeah, I mean it looks delicious. We'll have to try it. I need uh, I'll have to figure out the curing process, but I'm pretty sure I know how it goes. My wife loves watermelon, her favorite fruit. She can, I mean, seriously, she'll just eat them nonstop. Oh, that's awesome. So I just said this to her. I'm like, what do you think? Is this something you would, because this is, this is not going to be watermelon-esque, right? 
You're I would a, I would think when you get towards the middle, it's going to have a more of a watermelon flavor. But it's already had the rind off for six days. But you're not thinking as you're eating this. I'm eating watermelon. No, other than the novelty of it. No, the curing is going to draw a lot of the moisture out as you're well. You're thinking so I'm eating something eating. else. So mm-hmm. if you love watermelon, you wouldn't necessarily love this. Not necessarily. Okay, gotcha. That's bizarre. But seventy five bucks that seems a little pricey for a four dollar watermelon. You're right. It is laborious. So I'm not saying they're screwing you over on this, but. Wow, and well, they use it very, and they only use a, from one farm. They get all their watermelon from one, from one organic farm. Okay, well. now I hate them. That right there is what makes me hate them. Okay, you want to try something new with this? Now they need to be punched, right? You, it wasn't enough that you cured a watermelon. Come on, and now it's like, but we only get it from this one farm. Well, I, I actually Shut wanted, I really up. wanted to post this to uh, to the Spoonie website, but there's a lot of. Um, Bitter F-bombs in there from the chef, and I didn't really want to post on this video. Oh, gotcha. I'll I'll send it to you At least do the picture and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. It is beautiful. Headline, Dine and Dash (laughs) Dater, who allegedly left dates with pricey bills, faces new charges. I saw this pop up like a month ago where there's this, I guess, a Dine and Dash. He would would go on dates Mm -hmm. and then would always excuse himself right as the bill came to go to the restaurant and never come back. I've been been (laughs) wanting to try this. I've always come close, but I would never pull the trigger. You know, dining and dash, just, just as a warning to listeners, dine and dash in any state is a felony because you're defrauding uh, the merchant. Really? Yes. It doesn't matter if it's $5 or it's $100. It's a felony. It's a felony. This guy has 11 felony charges against him now. Why? He left it with her. He thought she uh, was paying. She was paying. Uh-huh. Not, not, uh, not ever. So he has 11 faces of fel- 11 <clears throat> felony counts of extortion, two felony counts of attempted extortion, two misdemeanor counts of defrauding an innkeeper by non-payment, and one misdemeanor count of petty theft. Okay, so I'm guessing if it's under 50 bucks, it's defrauding and not. Uh, it's a misdemeanor, not a felony. But I know in almost every state, it's a felony to defraud an innkeeper. I don't I No, if he's saying it's extortion it's or whatever, he's, they're saying that because of the war person he was... Dashing yeah, on, yeah. Well, so he, he didn't. He didn't dine and dash. No, he dined and dash and left, left somebody at the there. table. Yep. Yes. So yep. there's kind of a loophole, and I mean, is this this must be his thing? I think this is probably more about the power and everything. Well, he else. had there was one charge of felony <clears throat> grand theft auto that was dropped. So I mean, he sounds like a. By the way, Paul Guadalupe Gonzalez, the accused. Yeah, I just had to say his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's his excuse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling. Casey's listening. I don't know. I'd need to know more, but. Uh, so, far, so far, I'm on. I'm not side. against him. I would uh, say no, this. No, hey, if the dates weren't going well, I suppose. And that's... here's why: if uh, if he had stayed and it was a traditional date, uh, was she going to pony up some cash? But you know, he did stay through dessert. Nice. Well, yeah, you he got left go all the right way. right before the check but, came. Every that time. depends on what the dessert is. No, anything sweet gets me. Okay, now it's about the power trip. Unless it's got peanut butter in it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so, no, I, uh, come on, ladies. Yeah. You have disproportionately gotten free meals over the years. Yes. And don't give me the, no, because I always pony up. No, no. No, you don't. You still have gotten more than you've given. By the way, at least do the, you know, the bill Mm -hmm. dance. The pretend. uh, the alligator the arms. Just do the reach. I would like it, but uh, I can't quite get to it. Right. You don't. If you don't even give me that, shut up. The you Tyrannosaurus deserve. Rex arms. Come on, I can. Oh, uh, oh, oh, wait, you wait, got wait. It. oh, you oh, got it. Oh, you got okay. it. Okay. Hey, thanks it. for that. I appreciate good, it. Right. Good. Can we do that little game? I mean, come on. I have disproportionately paid for women over the years. Yes. I still disproportionately pay, and I'm married. Yep. And you too. She's not paying the bill. No, she's not. Doesn't work that way.
Okay, yeah. our money's commingled. <laughs> I still feel like it's, it's on me, though, because I'm a the mental one who signs price. the check. Yes. It's a mental yes. price. Yes. I thought of it the other day. I, I had um, I had the baby in my arms, and I had given the lady my credit card. You know, put it in my credit card. Mm-hmm. She takes it back, and I picked up the baby, and I have him, and I have something else, and uh, my arms are full. And I'm trying to sign, and I go, "Hey, will you just sign this?" And for a minute, as she was signing it and filling out the tip or whatever. I was, it, it was weird. It was like we have different accounts. I was like, why isn't she signing this always? How come I'm always the one? You could go ahead and pay. Yes. It's still your yes. money. Yes, yes. But I got to do the work still. Thank you. I don't know what that's about. Mm. All right, let me get a quick break in back with more on this The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson will be right back on the Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio. Hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. It's called uh, Minostalgia Wild Rice and it's available at blazewildrice.com. This has become a, a staple in my diet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was explaining yesterday, and Chef Patrick, you'll appreciate this. One of the things I've done recently because I'm kind of lazy about it, but it works really well. I cook the rice and I cook it in broth, which is something mm-hmm. you can do because then it absorbs that flavor. Yep. And to make it simple, you're going to love this. Throw it in the pan with the broth, right? The appropriate amount of liquid. Throw some seasonings in. Walk away. Come back every so often to stir or whatever, but it's pretty much the extent of it. I get about 10, 15 minutes out. I just throw in a bunch of chopped up vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I walk away for another 10 minutes, I take it off, and dinner is served. You have wild rice, wild rice pilaf right there. <clears throat> right. And I've cheated even more. I've gotten this uh, stir-fry chopped vegetable mix <laughs> just because I didn't have time. It's, I mean, you know, you're paying for it or whatever. But then I go to the little reduced <laughs> section so it's even cheaper, and I just throw it in. The entire thing, the prep time is like it's zero. two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's It's nothing. It's one of the simple ways you can do. I cheated it recently when I tried it and threw um, some pads of butter in at the end to make it a little, little butter. Oh, I do that all the time. I, it's I really do that. Good. Yeah. I've been using it a lot. I actually have my, I just opened my last <clears throat> bag that I got, uh, what, earlier this year? Mm-hmm. And I, I pre-cook a bunch and use it for breakfast bowls. Awesome. It's still my favorite. So try it today. It's uh, blazewildrice.com. They've got all kinds of great uh, products there, including the uh, the whipped honeys. Chris has the cinnamon whipped honey, which I yes. love. Ooh. And this year is the first annual wild rice harvest in Minnesota. I wants to give back by donating 10% of the cost of the five bag and the eight yug jug. They're going to give back 4%? 10% of the cost wow. of the five bag That's or awesome. the eight jug long grain wild rice, wild rice flour, and wild rice polenta to Mercury One and the Nasreen Fund. Use promo code HELP10 at blazewildrice.com. Yeah, so sign up today. Go to blazewildrice.com, promo code HELP10, and they're going to help a lot of people, including the Nazarene That's the number 10. The number 10, HELP10. It's blazewildrice.com. Okay, wife tweeted me back, uh, or texted me back, about the uh, watermelon, and she, oh my, OMG, yes. (laughs) I think she's thinking more watermelon, but. Yeah. She is thinking more watermelon. Headline, three reasons why (laughs) tiger nuts are about to become the next big superfood, not like, just a food. Is, is this like a Charlie Sheen? Target, target nut story? Huh? Like legit tiger it's nuts. It's testicles from um, any of the big cats, right? That's 
Sure. Uh, yeah. Or is it Tiger Woods? Woods? Tiger's Woods nuts? Is that it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually a plant. Oh. Yeah, I know. You got me all excited. I know. I was ready to go buy some tiger nuts. Chris is excited but, over the tiger. But it nuts. is a root vegetable. <clears throat> is it a vegetable? It looks like nuts. It is. It's a small. It's kind of like it a, a chickpea. Uh, I, I believe it is. It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word, by the way. So they're high in. F- do we know what the texture or anything is like? Are they like a, a more? You know, uh, th- I know the taste <clears throat> is kind of like a coconut and almond hybrid. Okay, that uh, sounds I, legit. Yep, and uh, I, they're about the size of a shrivel, <laughs> resemble a shriveled peanut is, is the description. Peanut. Peanut. Got mm-hmm. it. Uh, and why is it, it's not just it's going to be the thing, this is going to be a trendy thing in your tiger nuts, but it's trendy because it's also superfood category? Yeah, they're super high in fiber. Good. Uh, magnesium, potassium. Great. And then you can make a, a really good milk. So as, as with any actual tree nuts or other uh, ground nuts like peanuts, you can make a, an alternative milk from this where you... Soak them tiger in water. nut milk. Yeah, tiger nut okay. milk. Okay, they have taken, Chris, this just went to bougie, right? <laughs> I, I eat bougie. tiger nuts, which is trendy and kind of bougie, but okay, you know, they're good, They're and it's a superfood, okay. Uh, no, I drink tiger nut milk, sorry. Okay, this is this is for is this people. Ha- is this handmade tiger right, nut right, milk? Exactly right. <laughs> this this is for the people who macadamia nut milk wasn't bougie <laughs> yes, enough. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So I drink almond milk. Oh, uh, I drink macadamia, macadamia nut milk. Mm, Sorry, mm. you bougie. I drink tiger nut. <laughs> Milk. Okay. How about that? Yep. Just took it to a whole different bougie category. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to. Oh, um, this is really interesting. The ten countries with the best water. Yeah, you know, I'm not a few of these. I'm really not surprised. Mm. Okay, I think we, we got to cut to the chase here. Where does America fall in the top ten? Where? Uh, 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 me try. Okay. Not in the top ten. We got. Flint. Wait a minute. We do not have the best water. Shocker. Surprisingly, no. I mean, is Flint bringing us down? Is this voted graded on a scale with Flint? Flint? Is like. Ugh, sorry, I think it's all the, fa- all the factories in Detroit are not open anymore, so they're not cleaning the water. What are they talking about? America has to have clean water. We've got to be on the top. How are these cleaner? Um, this is a scam. Can we go by the countries? I want to. Re- I yes, see. number ten is New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're pretty isolated. They only have like what three, four million people. So I don't. Yeah, I get that. It's considered tap water. Is this country is considered as one of the cleanest and safest? Germany is number nine. You lived in Germany. Was there yep. water more watery? It's actually pretty. <laughs> was <laughs> it more it's, wet? It's, it's was it tremendously good. wet? I drank a lot of tap water there. Maybe that's what these places over there are tremendously, tremendously wet. It was very wet. moist. Yeah. Sweden is number eight. The United Kingdom seven. So that was surprising to me. Because of the Industrial Revolution, there, there it's a very industrious country. Uh, I was surpri- a little bit surprised by that. But Italy number six. That's surprising. That was They're more not. surprising. The mm-hmm. infrastructure in Italy mm-hmm. goes dates. Some of it dates back to the Roman times. Seriously, yeah. uh, five is Austria. Four is France. That was surprising as well. Three is Luxembourg. So Luxembourg is pretty much all spring-fed. Oh, that's mm-hmm. why two is Norway. Yeah. And number one is Switzerland. Where's Fiji? Okay, I a, know. I, I think I think they're wrong on this. I think Fiji uh, needs right. to be clean. Here's how we bring up the quality of water in America. Okay, here we go. Hit me. More earth water. Done. Right? Am I right? Earth water. Get on this. Done. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.
the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, lots of tweets coming in. Let's get to them now. It's a hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. And keep in mind, we have, uh, I will likely have some some significant announcement regarding social media platforms in the future. By the way, there's a story at the Blaze right now. Yet another one about failures of social media. And by failures, I mean them targeting conservatives. Yeah. Yeah. You guys cannot keep this nonsense up about, oh, well, it's just reweighted, but of course we would never blah, blah. It's crap. Yes. It is crap. They don't have to do any of this, Chris. Mm-hmm. There is a unfollow block. These features are all there. Yes. There's yes. a metric on top of that to report harassment. Yes, there is. Yes. Right. You don't you don't even need that. Here's what you need. Block that person. You could block them from seeing your page, whatever. Yes. And you don't have to follow them. That's the only metric needed. Yes. Period. Yet they also offer Twitter, Facebook, Instagram have a well report any abuse. Yes. Okay, great. And on top of that, you still need to monitor and control what's being said that you consider hate and conservative and whatever. Yes. Remember, their values, Zuckerberg, Jack at Twitter, their values start with, well, there are certain things that shouldn't be said because it's hate. In other words, their founding principles are your satire, your jokes, or things that you don't find offensive are going to be offensive to them. Mm -hmm. That's not free speech. Mm -hmm. That's the point of needing an amendment for free speech. Mm -hmm. So there's another story up right now. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, the House, I think he's majority leader, right? Anyways, he slammed Google and is looking for answers, demanding Google give answers. Did you Uh, see that? Oh, it's incredible. He said, uh, Google claims to be fair, but gave silent donation to left-wing group to stop Trump. They work with Russia and China to censor the Internet, but canceled a contract with our military. They ignore the Senate hearings. He went down the list. And as big a dirtbag as Kevin McCarthy is, (laughs) he is absolutely right on this. Google is a problem. Facebook, a problem. Twitter, a problem. These are all leftists out there. I can go to companies owned by leftists, companies that give money to leftists, whatever. That's fine. As long as they're not working against me. If you come in and say, I'm a leftist, but I also want your money in business, so I'm just going to shut up about my leftist stuff. Fine. This is like saying, I'm buying a new car, Mm -hmm. and when I get it, they put a pro-Hillary bumper sticker on the back that I cannot remove, and it's part of the deal. I've got to drive around supporting Hillary all the time. Yes. <clears throat> would you ever would you ever agree to that? No. Okay. This is oh, I'm going to go into a fast food restaurant and just, you know, order that burger, that chicken sandwich or whatever, but as part of the deal that I agree to when I get this chicken sandwich is that I've got to carry a sign while eating the burger that says I support socialism. That's what they're doing with this stuff. Yep. I've got it. By the way, um, if I try to have conversation with Chris in that facility about Trump, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to limit that to 5% of my comments. Yep. If I tell him pro conservative things or libertarian things, 95% of it will not get to Chris. It'll be like the cone of silence and get smart. 
This is what they're doing. This is a problem. Anyway, so I've got a really cool thing to tell you about in the next uh, week or so. Good. Just that I had a conversation yesterday and worked out final details that are immense. So we'll get to that. Anyways, in the meantime, we're still beholden to Twitter. So tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, Simon English saying, how should Doc Thompson handle being invited to the gay wedding? It's in an open bar. Yeah, is there liquor? Is it open bar? What type of food? Because I got to tell you, um, the, somebody could be marrying an old Chevy, uh, an oak tree, and fourteen pygmy men. And I, I don't know what that is, but it sounds fascinating. A man could be pygmy men, short little you know natives, whatever. Oh, it could okay. be fifteen dudes getting married, an oak tree, a sheep, and an old Chevy. <laughs> and if they're having it at the Jefferson Hotel in in oh, Richmond, Virginia, uh, is it catered by the Jefferson? Because you're in. Is brunch included? <laughs> I may actually take part. I may actually marry them. By that, uh, I mean, I may actually be one of the men. <laughs> Paul B. bringing a good point. He says, uh, locked in in victim mentality. Which one? Uh, talking about the gay. Uh, oh, you're right. He is. And, and I'm going to give the, the guy a little credit. Yeah. He is so hurt. He is really, he, he's, he's ignorant. Okay. That's not an insult. You're not dumb. He just doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am trying to understand. Here's a guy who's going, I love my family. I love my aunt. And I have this thing that I don't think is a problem or a sin, probably. It's the equivalent of me saying, I like cheeseburgers. <laughs> right? Or I prefer blue cars. Mm-hmm. Or I prefer clothing that is fabulous. Mm. Stop looking at me when you say It's that. just what I am. It's just what I like. And it's love, Chris. It's mm-hmm. love. Shouldn't I be able to love who I love? Yes. Yes. That's what they're that's what he's thinking. Yes. He can't even get through his head that they see it as a sin. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at their religion as being just stupid or silly. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, you're just beholden because and, and it shows what a hypocrite you are because you do things wrong and yet you're holding me to this standard. Yep. I'm not that's what he's thinking. It must be horrible for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just not understanding. The common ground. Are you ready for this? Here it is. Respect each other's mm. opinions. You don't have to hear them. Nope. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to take part in them. Respect their opinions enough. Here's the ground, the bottom line minimum in order for our society to function properly. And flourish. We will flourish if we could do this. Respect the opinions of others enough to say, I'm just going to ignore you. (laughs) I don't agree, but there's the baseline. Chris, I don't expect, I don't, I don't understand. I don't Mm -hmm, get why you mm -hmm, do any of this. mm -hmm. I am a 180 from everything you think and believe to the point Mm -hmm. that if I actually listened to you speechify, if I heard you, I would get angry enough Mm. that we could probably have a physical altercation. But this is America. See, so you go and do and live that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go away from it. Ta-da! Done. Ta-da! Done. See, no, done. Ta-da! Nailed it. Nailed it. And by the way, you probably feel the same about me, so you just go over there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I fight for. Mm-hmm. I'm not out there fighting for, listen, we need more rules that people have to be Christians and Christian this and Christian that. No. That's me. Yes. 
You can be Muslim all day long. I don't care. Yep. Good for you. Uh, backyard cow saying, Doc Thompson just described my dream job. Hot Pockets and PlayStations. Right? That's a good gig. Am I right about the Philly cheesesteak ones being better than the Italian? 100%. Okay. That's 100%, what I thought. 100%. Uh, TMB uh, Bad Kirk saying, breast milk ice cream was far enough. Please, no nut milk ice cream. Uh, yeah, uh, not what you're thinking. You've misunderstood. Yes. Misunderstood. It's, yes. Uh, it's actually tiger nut. Tiger nut. And it's yes. actually a plant. It's, That's it's it. A, it's a, root? Did he say mm-hmm. root? Right. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like vegetable. a root thing. It may, yeah. may even be a legume if it's a root. It's what I'm thinking it is. <laughs> yeah. Tiger nut is actually a vegetable. Um, it's, it's a plant anyway. So it's not what you're thinking. Um, leopard milk, though, and leopard nuts. That's absolutely what you're thinking. Such a bad picture I got in my head right now. You want to just move Between on? Charlie I think Sheen, I got you. Tiger. I got all these. What's this? Swirling around. Your there. son somehow got involved in there too. That's right. I'm like. Oh my gosh. I have to send him. His name's Tiger. I'm going to have to send I'm him. I'm like, going to send. No, I mean. I mean for the audience. Yeah. Oh, okay. Your son, Tiger Woods, uh, Charlie Sheen, Tiger Blood. All this stuff is just mentally. Can we just move on? Okay. Ready? Boom. Just send him the story. <laughs> I just sent him the story. I'm not gonna say I just sent it I just sent him the link to the story. <laughs> it's so funny. We're, it's cool my it's cool to be at this place because he's my my oldest, oldest son. Yeah. And he's just turned sixteen over the summer. And so just, he's driving and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's such a cool age. Oh yeah. Because now we get to um share different stories and humor and some things that maybe have been inappropriate mm-hmm. when he was younger. And you know, he's He's becoming an adult slowly, but, you know, a couple more years till officially. But I can have just quick text exchanges with him that are different. It's not like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And mm-hmm. tell me about your day at school. You know, it's like real issues and things. And that's it's just kind of cool. So I just sent him that. He'll get a chuckle out of it. He'll understand. I sent him a lot of dad jokes, too. Oh, I love dad jokes. I just one liners and stuff. He humors me. And yeah. I appreciate that. That's uh, I, I never realized this perspective of a parent is the dad with it. You do get the satisfaction. You know, it's a dad joke in that. And it's really the reaction to it. Yes. So yes. the fact that he humors me and the way he does, I'm like, okay, that's our, I got it. I sent him the uh, invisible challenge stuff. And? Oh, he was cracking up. Good. I was like, this is truly one of the greatest things ever. Good. So I had to lay it out there. I have a question for you, Doc Thompson. <clears throat> yes, sir. From Constitutional Drunk. Yes, sir. Would you eat free pizza with a sign that says, I like tiger nuts? If it were the right type of pizza, uh, there's no, some addendums. That's not what the question is. Give me the question. You're looking for yes or no? Yes. Would you eat free pizza? With a sign mm-hmm. that says, I like tiger nuts. Yes. Yes, I would. Okay, there we go. Uh, I, and in fact, and I'll I tell you how bad is. it is. Okay. If it's the right pizza, like Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood, Ohio. Okay. For those of you that remember Pizza Hut back in the day when it was dine-in, because the, the formula is completely changed. Oh, yeah. It's complete. Pizza Hut dine-in was amazing. It was that pan Top. pizza dine-in. Yes. Was, oh my gosh. Top. Top it, notch. It exists, Chris. Chris. Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood, Ohio, yeah, is like in that. Ohio, though. It is. I'm just telling you. If it was Angelo's Pizza, I would actually eat them with tiger nuts. And by that, I mean Tiger Woods standing <laughs> pantsless next to me. Very close. 
maybe even on my shoulder. <clears throat> All right. Should have not asked that question. You have no idea That's, how good this pizza is. That took a turn that I did not see at all. It's that good. And I have, I, honestly, I have a problem with pizza. I'm telling you. <sighs> I'm absolutely having pizza for lunch today. I've decided. If you are struggling, as I do, with oh. trying not to avoid these things, Riduzone may be the answer. Because you were on your way to having pizza, too. I was. Or Tiger's Nuts. I was. I was ready to. Yeah. There we go. My yeah. daily dose. There it is. Good to go. I'm happy to see that you're drinking it with the earth water, too, which is nice. Riduzone is, is such a cool product. This is uh, one of my favorite clients, too, because I love the company and the guys, how the whole the backstory of how they developed it, how they ended up with the uh, pet formula. And they have cool names. Shashi. <coughs> and Noah. <coughs> Shashi. You like Shashi? I like Shashi. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, Shashi's awesome too because the guy's really smart. He's a scientist, has that background, but also is an entrepreneur oh. in the business. So I love how they got the one-two punch going or something like this. And smart. the story you told me about how they got the pet one. The pet is awesome. That's a fascinating story. They're like, story. wait a minute. Uh, a big pet company applied what for are a they patent challenge? doing? Okay. We're in. We're in. Done. Double down. Shashi, hold my beer. Oh, my God. Actually, it was probably Sashi saying, hold my beer. Oh, Noah, hold my beer. The fact that he he monitors that. That's pretty cool, though. It's amazing. That's another level right there. Because not yeah. only you have the patent, you're monitoring who's yep. trying to get the patent as well. Right. Come on. The other thing is, too, in today's world, with all the drugs and stuff, we're all trying to find that that little advantage to, to have a better life. The life hack, so to speak. This yes. is a life hack. That is, And yes. it's a life hack that's not the shortcut drug, no. either. It's something that's natural, that's in your body, that you eat all the time with the Mediterranean diet. It's uh, it's just going to make you feel fuller, and it's going to boost your metabolism. The two things you want for weight loss. My suggestion is this. Okay. Try a month's worth. <clears throat> just try for a month hmm. and see how well it does for you. Good. Because for most of us, a month change in Ooh. weight loss. Because in a month done right, you could solid, depending upon how overweight Six you pounds. are, that's pretty That's pretty reasonable. Solid yeah. six pounds. Yeah, the, the guarantee. And it fluctuates because it goes up a pound or so yeah. every day when you whatever. But six pounds, but, I uh, say, in a month, I could say with a 99% chance you could lose six pounds in a month by using yep. that. And with a little little work, depending on your body type, it could oh. be 10, 12 pounds. Oh, yeah. Now, you get to the 10-pound weight loss uh, category. You got to be careful. Why is that? You can gain it back quickly. Yeah, no, but, but with 10 pounds, you notice. Oh, yeah. You lose. Especially right at the face. Every, even if you're even if you're big, ten pounds, you go. F- I've dropped a pant size. Things are just a Inches? little more comfortable. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you get into the 15, 20 pounds, and for uh, most of us, you're 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 good. a new human you're being. Good. You're, you're a brand new there. person. So I'm thinking in a month, you're going to know how well this works for you, and you're going to be in. And then by the time you get to the end of the year. You could be in your maintenance program or phase yep. while changing your lifestyle for the holidays. Yep. Still able to have Christmas dinner, still able to have some candy around Halloween without, you know, oh, I feel so hell and I, whatever. Because as I've said before, even if healthy, even if, you know, watching your weight and exercising for your soul, you need to have that Snickers bar now and then. Yeah. Think about it. Cause that could help you. You know, oh, I don't want to eat. Now you can here. Boom. Done. Yeah, you're going to feel fuller. It's going to boost your uh, metabolism. It's RidUZone.com, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
the most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Hey, can you share some tweets? Because I'm uh, getting yes, ready to yes. share one I right now. I got some good tweets coming at you. For example, blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, blah. Tiger nuts. They're great. <laughs> and a Tony, Tony the Tiger, Jeff. So good. Mm-hmm. Sheldon also saying, what I learned today, the glaze on the frosted. Ooh, no, I cannot say that one. <laughs> I'll let you guys be the judge. The glaze... I like in the middle of them that you're like, oh, yeah, that is something I guess I can't share. Yeah, because it says the glaze of frosted flake is made from the filled your blank and then you got it. Uh, the C42 also saying, I have some tiger nuts with Serena milk. Mm-hmm. Jack goes out of trim saying, I think Doc Thompson has less of a problem with pizza and a bigger problem <laughs> with Tiger Woods nuts. When you say problem, what do you mean? Uh, do you have a fascination? Is no, a I'm fantasy? just saying I'm will no, I'm willing to to do what I have to do to you know to get the Angelo's pizza. Okay. Angelo has really good pizza. <clears throat> you think I'm joking? He um, really Lord does. D is challenging you on that. Why? He says yeah. The Mar- Marini's pizza in Milwaukee is the best pizza ever. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not going to dispute that. I've not had it. Okay. Uh, and I'm not saying Angelo's is the best. I'm just saying it is so good that I'd be willing to do that. So if you're telling me there's other pizzas that are um, that are even better, oh, I am definitely in there then. Yeah. So Tiger, I may be willing to go through that little scenario several times. Do you remember the uh, the stupid comment that Cal made? That the reason why Texas has bad pizza is because of their water? Well, he just said the reason New York is so good is the water. Yeah, but then he said that's one of the reasons why the pizza here is not good, because of the water. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> did you see uh, my tweet? I did. I did. I did. You you said, uh, hashtag what I learned today. Wow, this is rare at Jedi Master Martin. Yeah, he's, uh, imagine this, laying on the couch, shocking during the show while the rest of us are working. Um, notice the picture I took. Did you notice the filter I used? Yes. I did black and white, so it'd be really artsy. <laughs> it's the artsy, artsy version of him laying, uh, laying around not working. I figure we might as well at least make it look like he's, you know. <clears throat> and that's the reason he doesn't produce the show. No, he does not. Hey, uh, do we have the clip of Nancy Pelosi? We Nancy? Nancy? Nancy Pelosi? Nancy. Okay, we have uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy was uh, recently speaking, given an interview, and I think this is with that uh, Christina Hamanapur. One more time? Christina Hamanapur. I don't think you said that right. And she uh, was talking about the midterms. Oh, the midterms? And what happens if the, the Democrats take the House? Blue wave is the coming. The blue wave is coming, and what happens? Because people have called for Nancy to step aside. Is it a tremendously big, tremendously wet it is wave? a tremendously, it is a very wet blue wave, the wettest okay. water blue wave ever. Okay. Because, you know, there's those younger people like um, the socialist, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who have called for Nancy, step aside, old woman, the house needs we new got leadership. This. We got this. I, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, need to be in leadership because socialists need to run. Yes. So the Amana poor asked Nancy about mm-hmm. this. And Nancy, giving them a little hope that she might... Offer up some new blood and step aside. Listen. Listen to Nancy. Pelosi. We're having some We're having some technical difficulties on that. Should I try again? Nancy Pelosi. Sorry, one more. Nancy. 
Nancy. Wow, that's unfortunate. Okay, let's see. Is the file corrupted or not? Is it done? Are we out? Well, that's unfortunate there. Okay, well, I guess I'll just move on. I guess we'll share a couple more tweets and I'll tell you about uh, Unbroken, the path to redemption and get that in there waiting for it. It's a really good clip. It's worth waiting for. It is worth waiting for. It is worth waiting for. Mordecai will get it on. Uh, but tell us about the new movie, Doc Thompson, that comes out this Friday. Coming out this Friday, it's uh, Unbroken, Path to Redemption. You probably saw the Unbroken movie, Andrea, Angelina Jolie. There you go. She directed it, I believe. It tells the story of Louis Zamperini, and it's such a good movie. You haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen oh, the, the, the one that you're talking about, but I've seen the one that was released by Pure Flix, <laughs> and it's great. I, I took Tiger to see it. Good. Not Tiger Woods. I don't tell rumors get started. Tiger, my son, who was not named after Tiger Woods. <clears throat> anyway, people are going to think I have a problem with Tiger yes, Woods. Yes, you do it. This yes. is a new thing. Yes. Got it. Okay, gotcha. I took him to see it, and we both loved it. It tells the story of him being uh, held as a prisoner of war in mm. World War II. And what this guy goes through and his spirit. Amazing. Spectacular. The movie Angelina Jolie did a great job. Yes. This is really a solid movie. Well, that's only part of the story. There's more to the story. Right. He survived. Spoiler alert. He survives. <laughs> what about when he got home? Mm. How do you get back to normalcy after having been in a prison camp in World War II under amazingly difficult circumstances? How does that happen? Well, that's the focus of the new movie that's out this Friday. It picks up where Unbroken left off. It's Unbroken Path to Redemption. And it tells what Louis did, how he worked through his demons to find peace. You know, that's what we're all doing. You can't help but have some sort of hurt and pain when you're younger. Somewhere along your life, something's going to upset you. Mm-hmm. And if you're, it could be, you know, you're a little snowflake out there and it's something silly. But bottom line, it triggers you and you're upset by this. Everybody's trying to work through those things. His were huge. Yeah. How did he work through them? Forgiveness and salvation. He couldn't truly get there until he forgave his his captors. Imagine that if you've seen the first movie. And the best part of this movie, it goes if you're a military, a veteran, you could see, you could self-identify. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going through that. Yep. It talks about PTSD, and you told me that was not called PTSD back in the day. It was shell shocked. Shell shocked in World War One. Yeah. By by World War Two, I think it was battle fatigue. So like, you get to see the struggle of him. Alcohol, you know, he's oh, it's an amazing. It it really touches everything. Well, it's timely now for that stuff, but also how divided we are. People are out of their gourds now. Mm -hmm. This is going to help a whole bunch. It's Unbroken Path to Redemption. It's on your must-see list, or it should be. It opens this weekend, and you can see a trailer for it at unbrokenfilm.com. Unbrokenfilm.com. You will love it. All right, Nancy Pelosi now. She gave a little hope to the blue wave. Here we go. I do agree that it's time for new blood and we should move on. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Hold it, hold it. Stop. Start that over. She agrees. New blood. It's time to move on. Here we go. Listen again. I do agree that it's time for new blood and we should move on. And if Hillary Clinton had won and the Affordable Care Act was protected, I feel very proprietary about that. Uh, I was happy to go my way. Uh, We didn't know who would come forward but that's up to the caucus they give me the honor of serving and it's up to them to choose who it comes next Uh, but uh, to have no woman at the table and to have the affordable care act at risk i said as long as he's here 
I'm here. Oh, so, she was <laughs> she was so close. She was going to go, Chris. She was, she was so close. I was ready to move on. <laughs> She's so if close. If Hillary had been elected or the mm. Affordable Care Act would be protected. Yes, I would be done. Here's the torch. Here, that's right. I'd, here's the torch. I'll be in California drinking a beer, hanging out on the beach with the grand... <sighs> Haven't I done enough for my country? She's just like George Washington. Mm. I got to stick around. <laughs> for the good of the country, Nancy has to stick wow. around. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Podcasts that take on the issues of the day with all of the most diverse morning show on the radio. Uh, because HR said we had to. So it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. Oh, my golly. Oh, my golly. This is Let great. me see that. Who did that? Uh, speaking Duck. You redeemed yourself after yesterday's you Speaking have. Duck. So we got Mordecai <laughs> and the next picture, Burt Reynolds. Oh, my God. So I took a picture of Mordecai again lounging on the couch. Yeah. And he's just kind of sprawled out on the couch. And it's ironic. Burt Reynolds just died. Yes. Last week. And there is an iconic picture of Burt Reynolds. Yes. When I think he posed in Playgirl. I think that's what that was. Oh, that's Playgirl? <clears throat> okay. I think so. He did one like that, too, where he has the cowboy hat over mm. his oh, junk. Johnson. Right. <clears throat> Mr. Johnson is not in display. But this <laughs> one, and this is a whole shoot, he has his arm just kind of down between his legs. Mm-hmm. The same pose that Mordecai Mordic- 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 is in the it's same It's literally posing the same way that Burt oh, Reynolds Oh, my gosh. Is. <laughs> he was channeling his outer Burt Reynolds. <laughs> From Paul's sleeve, also mean the picture and put, <laughs> believe in doing nothing, even if you work on the morning blaze, just do it. Or, or don't. don't. <laughs> and that's from the, Has, or the swoosh, um, yeah. The swoosh, and that's from the uh, Kaepernick campaign, Just oh Do It. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant this as well. This is great. Oh man, Mordecai. The burnt rattle takes it to the whole new level. For he's, those of us who remember that picture, it is that, wow, that's really smart. That is legit. Duck, that's hilarious. Speaking Duck, I would like to know, you had that on your phone or did you just remember like Doc Thompson did? Yeah, it's funny. What, what's the... What's the Behind this picture, did he have it ready, or did he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I remember something." And no, he no, Googled. he probably has the poster. Done. It it could be it could be um could be his wallpaper for his computer. Oh, full phone. <clears throat> no we, judgment here. No, no of judgment. course not. No, it's an iconic picture. Yes, and, it and is. Bert was in the news, right? Yes, Bert was in the news. Yes, Bert was. I forgot what a huge damn it star he was until he died. No, just recently they've been doing some memorial stuff, and I was there, and mm-hmm. I was like, for he was like one of the highest paid or the highest paid actor um, for a couple of years running, uh-huh. gargantuan, yeah. turned down roles, and was a pretty big, by his own admission, a-hole. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I watched an episode of Golden Girls, I think it was like over the weekend. He was on it? Yes. Burt Reynolds was? He yes. A he comes in, and like, he comes in as Burt Reynolds, right. and he's cameo. a friend of of one of the girls and he he looks at he looks over there and he's like so which one is the slut <laughs> is that what he says <laughs> nice. I was like, I was like, it was fascinating oh such a good one i love golden girls did you ever see stroker ace 
I don't think so. And if I did, I'd a race car driver? Oh yes. Yes, I seen the yep. yep. And he has to drive the Clyde Torkel mm-hmm. chicken pit special. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. All right. All right, we have an update to the Serena Williams saga. There's an update? There's yeah, you know, you're like, what else? She was fine. Yeah, she whatever. was fine and okay. she lost a game. <laughs> well, there was a uh, an article written in the Washington Post. Okay. I don't know who the woman is. I think she's just a reporter. She wrote this lengthy, lengthy piece. SMW. About, oh, so many words, Chris, so many. About Serena Williams being this hero, basically. My words, but nevertheless a hero. And how black women all understand what she's gone through. Do you know why? Why? Because too many black women understand what it's like to be silenced when they want to express themselves. What do you mean? That black women, according to this, Mm -hmm. all over, go through their life going, I can't fully be myself. I have to be a muted version. Because? Because they will play into the angry black woman stereotype. Okay. Black women are not allowed to be angry. Otherwise, Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. will say, oh, angry black woman. Mm -hmm. And they, she goes, look look at this. This is just part of the article here. Look at this. Oh, SMW. Whoa. See that? SMW. It goes on and on. And she mentions, well, let me give you the first couple lines. Okay. The scene at the Women's U.S. Open final, stunning and unprecedented as it was, felt all too familiar for many viewers at home. Yet again, a woman, in this case a black woman, was being reprimanded for, reprimanded for expressing anger for defending herself. Mm. For defending herself. Mm. See, she was defending herself in a way that violated the rules of tennis. Yes. <clears throat> As the chair umpire docked Serena Williams for a game for what he deemed verbal abuse, women, particularly African-American women, on social media recalled all the times they too were disciplined for showing emotion. They shared incidents which they felt uh, the need to stifle their anger in the workplace or retype emails out of fear of sounding combative. That they go through their life stifling themselves because people will say angry black women. Hmm. Then... She goes into the history of this stereotype at the end. Okay. She mentions that there was a angry black woman stereotype dating back to the 1920s that came about from an Amos and Andy radio show. Now, Amos and Andy was a radio show with a white cast that all sounded for the time stereotypically black. Mm. And they they mocked blacks. Mm -hmm. It was actually, um, for the time, pretty well done, pretty funny. Outside of even, it wasn't all racial, but it was, you know, primarily or somewhat racial. The character that they're talking about um, is a caricature. They say it's an early version of the angry black woman. She is a tart-tongued and emasculating, one hand on a hip and the other pointing and jabbing, Mm. arms akimbo, violently and rhythmically rocking her head. Mm. Yeah. So, this stereotype. Right. Yeah. That's not an inaccurate stereotype. Stereotypes are not all 100% inaccurate, and rarely are they 100% accurate. Yes. They are a stereotype. You're playing the odds or the the majority. You're saying that a lot of people that are this do this. Here's an example. A lot of people from Ohio, when you meet them, will tell you they are From from Ohio. Uh, the stereotype with vegans and vegetarians are... They will always tell you. Yes. 
That is the majority of them from yes. my experience. Yes. That's what makes it funny. It's a stereotype. Chris, um, within the black community, uh, don't you always see the... Yep, the snapping. The snapping, making oh, oh, the Z. Hold my earrings. <clears throat> right. And what is that? That is this. Yes. The hand on their hip. Oh, no, you didn't. Yep. Thank you. Right? This is the thing. Yes. So, although it does not represent everybody, and it may not represent Serena Williams, I've never seen her, you know, do a whole lot of speechifying off the court. I've never met her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes, some of this is true. So, don't come at me that this is a stereotype because you're offended by something that you embrace, right? And even the angry black woman will tell that stereotype. You'll see black women go, oh, you don't do that to black women. You don't whatever, blah, 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 right? Serena Williams was being that stereotype on the court. And when she went over to the uh, uh, umpire mm-hmm. and went off and demanded he apologize to her. But the truth is, this isn't really about race and it's not about gender. It's about a spoiled younger person. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of plenty, there are plenty or a lot of spoiled older people too. But this is about someone who was not taught basic courtesies, not taught respect and manners. Mm-hmm. Even within a sport. Sports, what do they tell you the whole time? Sportsmanship, right? Sportsmanship from, from the earliest all the way down to, you know, Little League and stuff. Sportsmanship, this is what they, but you don't know that you shouldn't scream at people, break your racket, go after linesmen. You shouldn't do all this, even though it's on sportsmen and against the rules of your sport. Yet you're bitching about the angry black woman. Come on. Stereotype. Come on, man. They did not let it go. Well, there's another update. Oh, okay. The tennis umps are considering boycotting her matches in the future. Good. Good, because what she said when she said, you will never umpire a game, one of my games, good. You're right. I won't. Nor will any of the other umpires. Good, because this and video and proof is out there that this is not a first-time offense for Serena Williams. She it has was got, not. She has gotten into people's faces and cursed them out. She's run after linesmen. Yes, and lineswoman. Lineswoman. So... Yeah, they're they're considering an official boycott. Now, I don't appreciate don't. boycotts. I nope. don't support them. This is a different than me and you saying let's boycott Chevy or something. Yes, I have a personal boycott of Chevy and Chrysler products. I will never own one. Um, but that goes back to bailout, and I'm not asking for you to. That's up to you. <clears throat> this is different. This is within an industry, and mm-hmm. they all have the right to make their choices. Yep. While I may not support an official boycott of her, I understand if they say. I'm not playing that game. I'm going to go ahead and get his back. Well, and then why should they play for for um, you know help her? Because the they're game? next. They're next. Right? If he if they, she did this to them and got away with it, yes, that is the new norm. She set a precedent. Yes, she did. She yep. will. And what happens if she does the same thing to the next one? By the way, this guy has gotten um, nasty grams from all around the world. Death threats. For doing his job. For doing his job. How dare you? He's being called a racist and misogynist. That's what he's being called. In 2018, that is worse than anything you can be called. 
Probably, Chris. You're, you you're up will there. lose your job. Hashtag me too. Yep, you will lose your job. You cannot do you. You can no longer show your face in public. Yep, that's where he's at. So you're the next um, right? Oh, Serena's on there. Ooh, and she does the same thing. What are you going to do? Are you going to call her out? Okay, you know that guy. I remember death threats, mm-hmm. and he is a social pariah. He had to quit. He had to quit. Not this guy may have to quit may have the to. industry because. He is, when he steps on the court next time, mm-hmm. even is not part of the game, but no. when he goes to officiate, you're going to hear the boos, Boo. you're going to hear people call him out. There will be questions of, of him not calling fair matches in the future. Yeah. They will, they will, this is what will happen. Oh, well, he just did that because you know he hates women, he hates, he hates blacks. And watch, other women will start coming out. If other women start coming in and say, oh, wait a minute, he called one of my games. He didn't do it right. Oh, he didn't do it right. You know that's he, coming. He did it to me too. I stand with Serena. So white girl versus black girl. Mm. The next match he, he officiates. officiates. And gives a back call to the black girl in her eyes. Right. A questionable call. Where does it go? He either, he does one of a couple things. Looks away. Right. Uh, just rules unbiasedly like he normally would. Mm-hmm. But then there's the thought. It's on the fence. It could go. I think it was. I better give some more weight to yep. the black girl because if I don't, it starts this whole thing Once again. again. How do I know? Because Hello. last match I did, or the match I did Tuesday, I didn't. And woo, woo, look, he's all over. It gets in your head and starts influencing you one way or the other. He's not as good a linesman as an official. He Official. Uh, umpire, umpire, yeah. as he would be if this had not happened. <laughs> and then everybody else starts believing there's an impropriety because he has a history of racism. Look at what happened with Serena Williams. Now, <clears throat> imagine another black woman steps up and has a concern. Okay. She could be absolutely wrong like Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or she could be right. He could handle it differently. Mm-hmm. But still not the way people want it handled, right? Okay. Maybe he, he, a black woman comes up and starts screaming at him mm-hmm. for a bad call. Not something that cost her the match. Just okay. a warning. Just a warning. Got it. She screams at him because she's triggered because she remembers Serena, right? Starts screaming at him and he listens, takes it. She walks away. There's mm-hmm. no other problem. Okay. The video that goes around is her screaming at him mm-hmm. and it says, this is the guy that did this to Serena Williams. Now he's got even more of a track record. This is the way the crap spirals around out of control. And once in the social media is done. The court of public opinion. They have made their ruling you literally because people like me and you. Well, first of all, there's a huge portion of the world that never heard about this. Yes. Those of us that did. There's a whole probably most people that saw this. know Serena was in the wrong here. You may think that the rules should be changed. I don't know that much about tennis, but from what I've seen, why can't you coach during it? Who the hell cares? If you love tennis, maybe you say, Doc, no, that's wrong. They shouldn't be able to. Fine. But fine. It's not about the rules. I'll, I'll even give you that. But most people outside of that know that what Serena did was wrong. You did not follow the rules. He punished you. And even if he was wrong and too quick to call foul on you yelling at him and calling him a thief because he hasn't done it or other people, Federer, McEnroe back in the day have gotten a pass on this, fine. Even if that's the case, fine. 
Serena did not handle it proper within that. Imagine for a moment, Chris, if we saw tapes over and over, dozens of them, of people actually doing the exact same thing, men or white people, okay, the exact same scenario Mm -hmm. laid out where they called him a thief even, okay, and he didn't punish him at all, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Serena handled it differently where she had said, listen, I think this is wrong, but you're the umpire. And although I think the rules should be changed, whatever, I'll, I'll fight this battle later, mm-hmm. you know? And during the press conference, she said she had taken the high road and we're like, wow, we would have said, that's awesome, Serena. Good for you. Well done. Applaud it. And it would have taken her to the next level, even if she would have lost. Yes. That. And we would have said. She shouldn't have lost that if it cost her the match because yes. she was going to lose anyway, yes. so trust me. But uh, you would go, wow, you know what? And you get back in there and fight. People love that. The world would have come out to support her. And we would have looked at those tapes of Macro and said, how dare they? You're right. You know yes. what? This might be racism. It might be sexism. Let us draw that conclusion. There is a case going on right now in here in, uh, in Dallas oh. of a Dallas cop <clears throat> that I covered yesterday on the other show, but the Dallas cop who... Shot and killed a black man who was in his apartment. Yes. She thought she was going in. The story supposedly is she thought she worked 15 hours, was tired, got home, walked into her apartment. So she thought she entered the wrong apartment. She's on a different floor. They all look the same. She thinks an intruder's in there. She shoots the guy dead. He happens to be black. She happens to be white. Mm -hmm. Of course, questions of racism and cops killing people, Mm -hmm. whatever out there. She has to be charged with manslaughter. They charge her with manslaughter. Yes. And from the limited details we have, just what I know so far, if I'm on the jury, she's being convicted of manslaughter. Yes. I think it was an accident. I don't think she intended to do this. But he was at, a, a, he was at home in his apartment minding his own business. And whether she's a cop or anybody else, she walked into his apartment, doesn't matter why, and shot him. It's manslaughter. Yes. She has to be convicted. Yes. If it's all true, what we've heard, yes. that's the addendum. So all of those cases that we've gone through one by one mm-hmm. where I've said, Mike Brown, sorry, the cops clean on this one. Yep. Mike Brown was in wrong when it comes to uh, the one in South Carolina. Yep. The cop was wrong in that. Yep. Here we are again, siding with the, the black guy. Against the cop. Yes. Doesn't matter if she's a cop. She was wrong in the way yes. this happened. Yes. If it's legit. If it's legit. Yes. So unlike everybody who's in the minority community or a leftist, progressive, or Democrat that go, cops are killing black people and all of these gotta stop. Or everybody on the right that just finally says every cop is absolutely always right. Mm. We seem to be one of the few voices of reason here that take each one case by case. The way it should be, Doc Thompson. Uh, including, it should be. Including Serena Williams because yes. it has nothing to do with race. It has to do with actions. And her attitude. And attitude, which governed her actions, really. Yes. Quick break. Back with more. Wrap things up to find out what you learned today on this The Morning Blaze. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Done.
Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the morning blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned $75 smoked watermelon is bougie enough without it being locally sourced <laughs> from one exclusive farm. Yes. You already hit it Stop before it. you pulled that garbage. Stop, Stop it. it. We learned that using political history as a guide, Hurricane Florence will be huge, tremendously wet, and devastating. <laughs> we learned that I, Doc Thompson, have been fall out of bed while reaching for pizza hungry. Mm. We learned for the good of America, Nancy Pelosi feels she needs to stick around. For the good of America. <laughs> not for her own ego, power, or money. Not that. For the no. good of- Finally, no, we no, learned no. that Tiger's Nuts are a small price to pay for yummy, yummy pizza. Is it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? But once again, we're going to make history, Dot Thompson. The Hurricane Florence will be the most tremendous, big, and tremendously wet water. It's the wettest hurricane ever. Thank you, Trump. Thank you. I, by the way, everybody thought that this hurricane would be wetter if Hillary was president. Uh, no. It no. would not be nearly as no. wet. Uh, I've never been laying on the bed falling off trying to reach a pizza drunk. You like have not that. lived. You have not really? lived. You have not I've lived, not my lived. friend. And finally, I learned if it was in a, that Pelosi is the modern George Washington. She really is. Haven't I done enough for my country? All right, I will be Speaker of the House again. If you, if the caucus says so, I will. Well, and the thing is, I think it's important to remember, they have to vote for Nancy Pelosi to find out what she will do as Speaker. That's what it is. Yes. Vote for her, and yes. then you'll find yes. out. You know. All right, Zelda, spinning the dials, radio style, Mercury Studios, Dallas, Texas. What, if anything, did you learn today? Today I learned that Zelda is not Spanish for alarm clock, and I need to buy a new one. <laughs> Oh is yeah, he late today. He was super late today. What's he on the Mordecai plan? He is on the Mordecai plan. Yes, he's like Mordecai's alarm clock. <laughs> Mordecai's like, don't worry, I'll be your wake up call. <laughs> Mordecai's wake up service. You're 45 minutes late. What if anything did the listeners learn today? Stinky saying, hurricanes. I cannot believe you're not talking about nine twelve project. <laughs> Liberty Dictator saying, it's amazing how selective his tolerance and open-mindedness can be. Shaking my head. <laughs> Kool-Aid with a C saying. I'm laughing because the listeners are jackholes. There's yes. no way around it. Kool-Aid. Have you ever looked up jackhole? Yes. It's applicable. Yes. Uh, Kool-Aid with a C saying, you know the wedding will be fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, Actually, I wouldn't go to gay weddings. Why? I don't like pink that much. It's not pink. Well, I mean, male gay weddings. No, it's not. And, by the way, I couldn't go to a lesbian wedding. Because <laughs> I don't wear sandals. TMB Drake saying, whoever is in charge of that Nancy tape is my hero. Now none of us jackals have to listen to her this morning. See? Oh, that's it. <laughs> that was Zelda. He was doing you a solid. Buff Life Reads Matters saying... I love saying, the Buff Life. Uh, Jedi Master is laying in the me like a French model pose. <laughs> Do you notice how Rubenesque he looks too? Very Rubenesque. That's very why Rubenesque. you need Riduzone. Yes. Beth, with an awesome story. I've lost 40 pounds and my husband has lost 37 pounds. Thank you, Riduzone. Nice. That's Riduzone, legit. or it's uh, Riduzone.com. Yep. And Lord D saying, like prison, crime is only thing Doc Thompson is soft on. Hey, I just realized when she said that I did not get to the new numbers on procrastination. She's doing tomorrow. What else do we have coming up tomorrow? Tomorrow, we're going to talk about 100 years ago, three things came to Boston. War, plague, and the World Series. Oh, a little light topic there. What is Glenn F. coming up? Uh, did you know that Scarborough says Trump is the biggest threat yeah, to America? Yeah, wait till you hear this. Uh, what is Glenn wearing today? A shirt from the 
Gallagher 1985 tour. Oh, the watermelon. Oh, that's what that is. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six set for Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are. are. Anya, now you go home. Smashing the watermelon. Oh, that. With Doc oh. Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.